Nethercast. It's the last Nethercast of 2015. That was certainly an intro there. Yes, I lost my voice and my <laughs> smile. Um, <laughs> uh, I am, as always, Razor's Edge, joined by Black Cyborg, temporary username, and Shadowloo. How are you guys doing? Hey, my name is Doll Dagabuzz Buzz Ziggity Zag. Doll Diggity Diggity Boggity Boogity. I've been you, drinking. You, you I'm on vacation. I'm, I'm Jongo. Ravioli, ravioli, show me the formioli. Anyways, so we don't Life have much good. to no, we don't have much to talk about. We just want to wish you a happy new year and Merry Christmas and see you guys later. Whatever <laughs> the fuck it is you celebrate. <laughs> see you later, yeah, fuckers. <laughs> And if you oh, don't man. celebrate Christmas, then fuck you. <laughs> See, that's a throwback. It's yeah, like a callback. That's a deep uh, cut. Self-referencing. <laughs> uh, good times, good times. Well, anyways, we didn't Would we quite... seriously want to say fuck you too? Is it still Finland? Was it Finland? Oh, yeah, Finland can <laughs> fuck off. Always Finland, Finland can just go fuck themselves. I, I don't know if I have a problem. That non-subscriber in Finland can just eat... A chicken breast, which are delicious. So enjoy yeah, that. Enjoy that chicken breast. He means the cock. He means he means the cock. Quarter pound of cock. <laughs> All right, quarter pound is quite a heavy cock. Do they do they come in? I thought that was never mind. Oh, they come. <laughs> All right, they come like you wouldn't believe. Are you making a pun? Are you playing on words? Stop playing with your no, words. That's not what's happening here. Stop playing with your words. Fellatio on penises, I guess, is my point. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that. I would like to fillet you. I would Can like we... to plow you. <laughs> okay, so we're doing metaphors again? I'm confused. What... I don't what's... even know. I... Do you guys want a moment? <laughs> Yes. Me and Temp can, like, go do something else for, like, 15 minutes, however long it takes. Whoa, you know? 15 minutes? What am I going to do with the <laughs> other 14? I, 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 <laughs> am I right? <laughs> a little generous. 15 minutes? All kind of energy you think I've got, boy. <laughs> I know, One and done. Yep. I'm just, I'm just, you don't always have to fuck her hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. <laughs> Who said anything about she? This is between me and Shadaloo and the Clippers. That's oh, right, gosh, the basketball team, the Clippers. We are a big fan of the basketball team, the Clippers. This that is, sounds busy. This is going to some weird places. I don't even... Straight out of San Antonio, the Clippers. It's going to some weird places <laughs> from downtown. Oh, <laughs> ugly shot. <laughs> I like Are we going to have a show or just... This is the show, damn it. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> what is this, screw attack? And number one. Oh, my bad. Number ten. <laughs> That's another deep cut. Guys. I don't know what number ten is. You know what's annoying to me about top tens, and we might have even been guilty of this, is 
The fucking recaps before you get to number one. We already know. I've been watching the video in one sitting. Yeah, it's only five I don't minutes need the, long. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't need a fucking recap. Just I think we'll get a memory of a span. before they say This is one. what we've been doing. We'll get to number one after the break. It's, it's like in, um, remember how every episode of Legacy had more recap than episode? Yeah. Yeah. God, I yeah, would remember honestly, it was if like I watched it. Seven minutes before the show actually started. Frustrating as hell. Well, kiss my grip. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I can do a lot of things. Do anything for love, but I won't do that. And you won't do that. I won't do that. Let's see, we got a uh, have a gr- have a grits fetish. Who's clicking? Who's clicking? I want answers. That's me. Okay. It's me clicking too. What <laughs> the hell is I'll happening stop. here? I'll stop. I'm Spartacus. Is this the click cast? I don't I think it is. Or is this the click cast? I'm, I'm not. It's sure. the Nether Click. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so fucking funny? Well, click my dick and call me Sally. Single, double, left, right. What's going on? What's the deal here? Both. All of the above. Can I have it all? You can. I'm a butterball. I've got an optical mouse here. I have a a question. Finger scroller in the center. Should I use that? Yes. Press it. Press it, please. Are you wearing the captain's hat right now? I should be. I'm looking at it right now. Really ought to. Considering the content so far, I'm gonna wear it with pride, and I'm gonna grab my Donkey Kong. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Remember, like a nosing. You mean your Donkey Kong? You oh god! No. I was in like New York on vacation earlier this year. Mario. I went to the Jekyll and Hyde, which is like you know near the gay village, and like. Oh, right that's our street, word. You have no right. We have a gay village too. <laughs> Are you talking about like New York? Can I not say New York? You can. And only Does you guys say New York like is it like gay that? Villages? Does it? That's pretty cool. If so now, when you say gay, do you mean happy village or do you mean like plowing I, other people I mean, of the same plowing sex? Plowing other people of the same sex. Okay. I just want or to if you're not, like, if you're not a male, well, there's, you could scissor. There's Greenwich Village, but there's also Chelsea. I'm scissoring my fingers. You can really tell because there was like. An ice cream store across the street from the Jekyll and Hyde's called the Big Gay Ice Cream Shop. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. Nothing at all. And like for whatever, and 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 somehow I just happened to be there on the day that like a bunch of sailors had come into port. So there was like a bunch <laughs> of sailors at the Big Gay Ice Cream Shop. And you didn't and wish, call me. I wish I was making this up, but I'm actually not. It was kind of awe-inspiring. Really cool. It would feel like part of something. Do sailors still come to port? Do they still? Yeah, do that's that? that's <laughs> some old timey shit. <laughs> I, I guess they have to. There were sailors coming. Well, to yeah, they I gotta get to there land are, eventually. Sailors still exist, and ports still exist. Did they say <laughs> land ho? But there's coming I, to port, and there's getting off a boat. And I then there was like a woman standing things. on the dock that said, "I, I mean, resent that." I assume that. that they've come into port because I don't know. I don't see why else a bunch of sailors would be standing around the ice cream gay, gay ice cream shop and oh, never mind. I answered my own question. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, everybody. I think it's time for categories. I think we should do a category right now. All right. Your personal favorite minute in the Nethercast this year. What is it? Uh, go, Temp. You got two seconds. One, two. I'm sorry. Uh, we can't accept that answer. Shit. And Razor, go. Uh, oh, that was a good one. Oh, uh, was a good one as well. That was on my list. 
Uh, Shadaloo, go. He pushed it in. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> you already won the based on the other answers by default. <laughs> yeah. You said words. That's the so what I do, Bob. But I'm sorry, we have to disqualify you because that wasn't actually on the Nethercast. That was during a reaction. Also snap. Technicalities, and the best there is at what I do. Yeah. That's okay. What what you do is make dick jokes. (laughs) That's what I I do? The best. Thank you. Is that what I do, or is that what Shadow does? Well, Shad does it more often, I think. (laughs) Such a dirty mind. No. You guys are a bunch of jerks. Now I feel bad. I've made him sad. <laughs> Don't. It makes you powerful. Gives you focus. <laughs> From my point of view, <laughs> Finland is evil. Man, fuck Finland. <laughs> ain't, nothing, ain't nothing Finland ever done for me. I'm George Jefferson now. I am also just, George Jetson, in case you're wrong. It's a good combination. It, it gels. I'm a hybrid. I'm a hybrid. They call me Georgie, for short. Psst, Georgie, no, no, hybrid. Georgie. <laughs> Georgie, I love. I totally nail your daughter. Whoa, okay, you got a thing? Let's discuss. <coughs> I want to know. I was thought Judy Jetson was hot as a kid. Doesn't That's she insane. take the money and then the mom takes the purse? Or yeah. like the wallet? Yeah. Yeah, because obviously George Jetson doesn't have a purse, not that there's anything wrong with that. Who just clicked? I want answers. I want names. <laughs> Don't be afraid to rat each other out because I will <laughs> I will give I'll, uh, I will I'll give rewards right to now. those I'm, uh, that point fingers. I'm looking at a particular uh, set of skills George Jetson porn here. <laughs> it makes him a nightmare for people like you. George Jetson porn? Come on. Judy Jetson. Dude. Judy! Oh my jeez. Come. Yeah? <laughs> oh, hello. Wilma Flintstone. <laughs> wow, that's like a bonus. <laughs> Guys, I'll be unavailable for the next uh, five minutes. Five minutes? That's generous. <laughs> Unrealistically so. <laughs> I'm already done. All right. Well, hey, can't blame you there. It is uh, Wilma and Judy. <laughs> High school So were we going to have a show? Or? This is the show. It's the show. We just covered categories. What more do you want? Categories of dick jokes. <laughs> Number one. The penis, the penis mightier. Is mightier than the sword? Good, good stuff. Um, I'm Sean Connery. Um... So, Star Wars, you guys wanted to discuss. Go ahead, Temp, you have one minute to air your thoughts. And the time starts now. It was okay. You it? Is that it? Is that your debate? This is versus, isn't it? Uh, I personally, I hate that people are saying it's better than Jedi. I I think a lot of the criticisms of Jedi are just bullshit. Whoa! I think... Yeah, I, I I think I hate the fact that people are saying it's better than Jedi. I think that's I don't think the movie's bad. I think it's okay. I think it's a six out of ten. I think Ray is a horribly developed character, and if people wanted a feminist protagonist, they deserved way better. I don't know about that. Oh, I, I know. 
I'm I know. Luke didn't have that much development in A New Hope. Luke was Rubby. beautifully developed. He was whiny. He was human. Nipples. He was fresh. He had reactions to things. He was actually properly integrated into the story. They attached Ray to the plot with duct tape. She had no reason to be there for most of the movie. Literally, I've seen the script. She was attached by duct tape. She was a late That's addition. Red duct tape. I wondered why not scotch myself, but they said duct is the better tape. Superior. Well, but not... go on, say more, Razor. What, 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 what did you think of Ray? Like, what, what's your perspective I, on her? Well, look, I, I'm not gonna disagree that she's underdeveloped. I just, I think that there's a reason for that, and it's because they wanted to keep her backstory such a mystery. I think there are character traits there, like, she's sort of... I don't, I don't want to say the word cynical, but, like, you can tell that she's grown up on a planet full of, like, criminals and assholes. She's sort of wary and pushy and... Yet she's fiercely altruistic, which... Well, I, I wouldn't say fiercely. I mean, she does the right thing, but there is that moment where she almost sells BB-8 for food. That is true. She does do that. I I just think that, um... I don't know. I've seen people give... I think people give female characters a harder time than they give male ones in judging them. Hey. <laughs> no, it's true. The first thing that I, like, thought when I heard all this shit against her, you know, like, how the hell can she go after Kyle? I ran with a saber. How does she know how to use it? I thought back to the people saying the same shit about Cassie Cage well, and now, the fucking we, green energy. That's actually. And I agree with that, too, though. About, I think that's a good point. There's there's something I really want to talk about in regards to, like, Ray and the Force and the... Let like, it out. The, the most comp... The most common complaint I've seen is people calling her a Mary Sue because she learns force powers too fast. Oh my god. People don't know My argument against that is that's how the force is supposed to work. Like, if you look at A New Hope and Empire, Luke has very, very, very little training. He picks it up very quickly, and there's a reason for that. Obi-Wan and Yoda both say that it's... The force is like a Green Lantern ring. All you have to do is close your eyes and fucking believe hard enough. That's it how does, sex should works. should not apply the same way <laughs> going against another exactly Sith, though. Exactly like my sex life. Like, <laughs> if the if the fucking air duct on the Death Star had Sith powers, then I would have called bullshit on that, too. Well, now what he was doing was he was shooting proton torpedoes down a right angle, which yeah, any pilot could have done. That's why they sent the X-Wings to the Death Star, because any pilot could have done that. The only thing that made Luke special is he did it without the visor. So I don't think that's a valid defense, in my opinion. Well, no, there's well, there's a moment in time. Okay, Luke doesn't have a lot of training or use the Force much in A New Hope, but there is the moment where Obi Wan puts the the helmet on him so he can't see when he's training against the dummy, and he starts blocking the laser beams. And the the bigger moment that I think applies to like Ray's uh, how fast she picks it up is in Empire when Luke can't lift the X-Wing out of the swamp, Yoda's very clear that, no, you could do it if you tried hard enough. You just don't think you can, and that's why you can't. You don't have to go to school to be a Jedi. The prequels sort of made it look like you do, but you really don't. All you need to do is have faith. It's a faith-based superpower. I think that's fair. I actually think that is a really good point. My problem is, what is the discerning difference between Rey and Luke Skywalker? That's my problem. What did we learn about Rey that says she could lift the X-Wing out thoughtlessly 
and Luke had to struggle when he was trained by the best Jedi Master alive. I, that's it's not that it's not possible. I don't have it's, anything wrong with Ray in principle. Just they need to explain that. They need yeah, to articulate like, that. Again, Luke did they did have more development. He was whinier. He did like doubt. He was more skeptical of things. Well, he was a kid. He was a dumb kid. And I, here's the thing about people complain Luke is annoying, but it's it's crucial that he's annoying because when he comes back in Jedi and he has the mannerisms of a priest, it means something. That's why he's so good in Jedi. Well, yeah, but that's sort of that's the thing. Like I want to I want to point out Luke has the same amount of Jedi training when he walks into Jabba's palace with all that swagger that he did when he got his hand cut off. He didn't like if there's any training off screen, that's all EU stuff and it's not canon. Well, the problem the, with that like, is the self-confidence yeah, came from like the personal growth of having lost a fight and like being more determined. Like it's all mindset. That's what makes the force go. But when that happened, he had a viable relationship and a viable knowledge of what the force was. Ray's knowledge of the force is second hand third hand at best like she's heard of it it's a myth she's heard of now there's yeah. theories but go on yeah well there's there's only really two moments she uses it in the movie there's the mind trick which she has to try three times to get it right like that that shows the trial and error process of her like like she sort of knows from the earlier scene where she's being interrogated by kylo ren that you know there are telepathic powers involved so she she just tries it and tries it harder and tries it harder until it works and mm. i i felt like that was a natural progression in that scene i thought it worked the only other time uh, is when she yeah. wins the lightsaber fight and let's be honest kylo's not fully trained and he got shot in the gut by a gun that sent everybody else flying feet through the air when it hit him no that i don't agree with he's also just killed his father in a state of incredible turmoil he's fucked in the head at that moment He's not operating uh, at his best. I still don't he's, know if I agree with that. He's I fighting wounded, and I don't think Kylo's that tough a guy. Like, I I think that... I don't, it's hard to judge because this is the first time we're seeing him, but I just, I get the impression that he's, you I know, sort of raw and unfinished that, yeah. in his, like... Like, who says he's a great fencer just because he has a lightsaber? But he's used it before. The we can't say that for Ray or Finn. Well, like he actually has training by by Luke Skywalker. I mean, ah, I'm sorry. Go on, continue. He is. He I came out of that movie with the distinct impression that he's basically where Luke was at the end of Empire. He's still more or less kind of an arrogant fuck up. Yeah, yeah that that's a good comparison. I think is, is in terms of skill level. The thing is, like the lightsaber fights in this movie is a lot of swinging it like a baseball bat from everybody. <laughs> ah. Well, I mean, first of all, Finn should have cut his own arm off. That's one <laughs> criticism I have. But I don't know. To me, Ray beating Kylo Ren, even if he is injured, is like Cyborg beating me in Killer Instinct in a first of ten. I'm not the best Killer Instinct player. But Cyborg has literally never played Killer Instinct in his life. Okay, I'm I willing have, to bet. So I'm willing wow. to bet that there's actually... <laughs> I get where the complaints come from, but I have a pretty insane theory about who and what Ray actually is, and I have to give them the "I'll wait and see till next time" card for it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to complain about this, but I think that there is a very good reason why she is the way she is. 
Absolutely. I I agree. I think that is I'm true. Fat, I don't I don't there. think this is anywhere near her first time handling a lightsaber. Whoa. I think that's. Pro I worry about that even more though, because when are, I look at the fan theories, I don't know if that's. Will go on, yeah. Yeah, there there are there are possibilities. Those fan theories could be legit, but even if they're not, again, for me, it just keeps coming back to the fact that I don't think a lot of Star Wars fans realize how much of a built-in Deus Ex Machina the Force is and was designed to be. Like yes. Kylo is. In spite of his handicaps, you know, being seriously wounded already, winning that fight, like, Rey is running from him until they get to the cliff, and there's a moment where they're clashing swords against each other, and you see her, like, close her eyes and, like, calm herself. And then all of a sudden she starts coming back. And I think that's because <clears throat> there's an element to the Force where it takes the wheel for you. I have a thought. It's a little bit like, um... I want to compare it to, like, the Avatar state in the last Airbender cartoons where he, you know, when his eyes glow, he's sort of possessed by past Avatars and using their experience. It's not exactly the same as that, but I think there is an element where, like, the Force has a will of its own, and, like, if you're channeling it properly, it can guide your strikes and sort of control how you fight and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty blatant, yeah. I have a thought about potentially her backstory that I was just thinking about, and maybe one of you can clear it up. But why exactly did she run away from the lightsaber when the the old lady or whatever you want to call that thing that the woman was? <laughs> um, when she presented Luke's, uh, Luke's lightsaber to her, uh... and she runs away, do you think that's possibly because she's had experience with something like that in it the past? It seemed like a PTSD reaction. Right, right. So then that, I believe so, yes. Then that would, that would indicate that this was not her first time handling a lightsaber, which means she has had training to some degree. She had a bad experience, and that's the only reason she was running from it is because she didn't want anything to do with it. But then during the fight with Kylo, she kind of embraced it because she knows she needed it's, she needed to fight. So that's kind of where she brought it back. So with that in mind, if this isn't her first time training with something like that, it's it's a little bit more believable why she was able to stop him with all things considered, as you've mentioned already. I don't know. I mean, it's still speculative. No, maybe they're going to confirm all this in the second movie. We're going to find out she was actually a very knowledgeable Jedi, incredibly skilled with a lightsaber. Does that retroactively give points to this movie? I would say to a degree, yes. I think so. I mean, it's the yes. Man of Steel. It's the Man of Steel. Take... <laughs> it's, the Man oh. of St it's the Man of Steel I... to Batman vs. Superman. Maybe they didn't intentionally plan all that shit with the destruction, but at least they're following up with it and making it a plot device. Well, the destruction was never really my problem with Man of Steel, to be honest with you, but the problem is we're taking that completely on faith. We have no idea if the explanation is going to be sufficient. That's all on faith, and we have to review the movie now. But, you know, to be honest with you, all these logic problems, even if they're solvable, they're red herrings. The real problem is Rey was only there because she was running away from the Empire and she, was, she ran to Han Solo and she got kidnapped. I had no investment in that fight. Luke was where he was because his uncle and aunt died and he decided he personally wanted to take on the Empire. That's the difference. That's why I was invested in Luke. And that's why I wanted so much more from Rey. The logic problems still stand, and again, until the second movie comes out, we're basically writing fanfiction here. We don't know why she took down Kylo. They, they chose not to tell us in this movie. 
That's a fair point. That's I mean, the thing is and I mean that's the thing about a trilogy that's designed to be a trilogy. You can't necessarily judge it until you've seen the completed version. And, like, we're looking back on the original Star Wars movies. They were made in the 70s and 80s. It's been 30 years. Right. That's a good point, because I honestly don't think people would love Empire the way they do if the drama had not resolved itself so well in Jedi. Like, imagine if Empire was the last movie and they just didn't make another one. Would people still love that movie? I don't I don't think so. I'm leaning towards no. Folks would be might pissed off. I'd probably be, be pissed off. Like, that would be so... Sh- Even though I love Empire, it's a movie about failure. Probably one of the most important <laughs> things you can learn in life is how to fail. And there's so few movies about that. You gotta learn how to fail in life. That's one of the most important things you could possibly learn, in my opinion. And that movie does it so well. I never thought about that light before, but you're absolutely right. Almost every single person in this movie does fail, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost accident by Yoda. Going back to the X-Wing scene, he gives up. He says, I can't do it. I'm done. And then Yoda shakes his head and he says, this is how you do it. Like, that's almost a metaphor for the entire movie. Like, that's brilliant, in my opinion. Maybe and this just, is why people like Boba Fett so much. He's the only person in the entire film who truly succeeds in everything he sets out to do. <laughs> Does that make the I mean, second all best he had to do was, All he had to do is show up. <laughs> um, Boba Fett's a character. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing how they handle. He's a big wild card. I'm, I, from what I understand, he's getting his own movie. Mm-hmm. No idea when it's going to be taking place, though. On the topic of Boba Fett, I want to know what your thoughts on Captain Phasma were. Because I'm seeing a lot of hate slung their way for well, basically failing to deliver on a promise of something really awesome. And Yeah, because I'm, like there was so much marketing about, hey, look at the shiny it, silver you know? stormtrooper. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, maybe she'll have a bigger part in the sequels, or maybe that was just like, well, let's make the, the captain of the stormtroopers look fancier to sell more toys. And people misconstrued that as, oh, she's going to be a big deal. I mean, she was on cereal boxes and shit. <laughs> she had everything. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, she seriously is. That's awesome. I, mean, I, I love, love that you guys down there, but like up here, there's like a range of like seven General Mills cereal boxes. And like BB-8's on one, Kylo's on another, Finn's on one. There's a stormtrooper. And I'm like, yeah, Phasma's, Phasma's got one to herself. But uh, Gwendolyn Christie gave an interview a couple of months before the movie showed, uh, before the movie started uh, playing, and she called her character basically the Boba Fett of the trilogy. And I'm like, (laughs) I think I know exactly what this means. So I went in more or less expecting her to not do very much. In fact, I'm kind of amazed that she did do as much as she did in this movie, most of which was failure, honestly. But hey, at least she had to execute an entire village. Yeah, I I mean, yeah. I have no doubt she's going to come back later on, but I can totally get why people are pissed off at their marketing department for hyping her up. I don't know if I'm pissed. I think it's more kind of like eyebrow raising than it is angering. Like, it's just like, I think it was a strange choice to give her such a minimal role, given all the marketing. Um, if they wanted to make her like more like Boba Fett, they should have taken out her last scene of the movie and make her only scene in the movie be like, why'd you take your fucking helmet off? That would have made her more like Boba Fett to me. Like, well, I don't know. I like I like the um, I like her last scene. It is a, a good laugh and a, a fun callback to New Hope. The the line about yeah. the garbage shoot. But see, the thing is, 
I guess it. We're in a weird era now where you sort of have to start teaching yourself to ignore the marketing before you go into a movie because it will deliberately mislead you. Like, how many people wouldn't have hated Iron Man 3 so much if the trailers hadn't made it look like the dark, serious Iron Man movie that, you know, it obviously wasn't? The final confrontation. I was just disappointed because of the fucking Mandarin. <clears throat> ben Kingsley was awesome as the Mandarin and just to completely shoot that in the fucking foot. For a twist. Guy Pierce was not awesome at no, any... no, yeah, no. no Guy Pierce was... was a terrible villain. What bothered me the most about Iron Man three was that it totally did not close up any of the dangling ten rings threads from the first movie. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that's. I mean, just we're seeing it more and more with movies where people go in with these expectations, <coughs> because of the trailers and the advertisements and things, and then they don't see that in the fil film and. Like, you got to start training yourself to ignore or expect the opposite of what you're being told. And it's really a shame. I do want to say some good things about this movie. I, I didn't. I thought this movie was decent. I, I think a movie called Star Wars should be better than decent. But I do have good things to say about it. Uh, one thing immediately I want to say was well done was Chewbacca. I thought Chewbacca was fantastic in this movie. Probably the best he's ever been. Like, his <laughs> stole the show, show definitely. Opinion. A lot less annoying for me. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, you have a condition, so. We... <laughs> well, I mean, his fucking roars, man. I'm not even kidding. His roars in the original were completely overdone. Like every fucking five seconds, you would, you would love the Star Wars Christmas special. I was about no, to say, no. but the first ten minutes of that thing is nothing but Wookiees going back and forth. There is yep. no it's dialogue. Wookiees talking to Wookiees. Wookiees. I don't even know that it's subtitled. I've seen reviews it of it. It is not. Yeah. I, I forced people to watch it earlier this month. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Another good thing I have to say about this movie is um, Gleason's character, uh, General Commander something Hux. Hux is uh, amazing. Yeah, like, Hux is very one good. Of the best characters. I love his relationship with Kylo Ren. Very well done. Very well written, in my opinion. And, but I mean, he's really antagonistic. I like the, the way there that are some I almost, interesting things about his character that are sort of mentioned in supplementary material that I think it's a real shame don't come across on the screen, like. His bio in, like, one of those, you know, they release those Star Wars encyclopedias. Apparently his bio is that, like, you know, he's so young and, like, has never actually faced combat before. But he's done, like, hundreds and hundreds of, like, computer simulations. And, like, he, he fancies himself this amazing strategist, but he's completely untested. I think it would have been, like, nice if they could somehow put that exposition on the screen. Because I think that's an interesting character idea. Yeah, I think there's something there. You're right, that definitely didn't translate. I didn't get that at all. Um, actually, the, the biggest vibe I got from him by far was, I will find him. Like, that was the biggest vibe <laughs> I got. More than anything else. Which is good. That's a great quality to have. But, Shadowloo, you were saying something? About Hux? Not specifically. I was very impressed with the character, but... No, Rage was right. They didn't really delve into him, but... His yeah, his relationship with Kylo was pretty much the one of the, one of the highlights of the film for me. Although I feel that this is the movie of the stormtrooper more than anything else. It's the yeah, movie of the stormtrooper. I have to say, like I knew I knew I was in for like a good time when the first scene in the film is stormtroopers actually hitting people with their shots. <laughs> 
right there, that was the moment of um, throw away everything you think that you've learned. I mean, watch it all again in a different fashion. But so many, so much focus on uh, the guys in white. And I was really impressed. I think my absolute favorite moment of the whole film is when Ren's throwing his shit fit and two of them come around a corner and they're just like, nope. <laughs> and they just. Yeah, that out. was good. Yeah, I like cool. that as well. <laughs> that was awesome. The yeah. humor, especially in this film, is one of the things that really stands out to me. Yeah, I, Abrams has always been good at humor, but they felt on. like they felt like proper Star Wars jokes again. You know, snappy timing, natural snappy timing. Yeah, forced with a little bit of a, a self awareness that Abrams does like to kind of put on his movies, which is yeah. good. It was healthy in this movie. Um, <laughs> another great thing I have to say about this movie is. I mean, out of all the returning actors, people are going to say Harrison Ford, but I thought the final shot with Luke Skywalker... By the way, guys, spoilers. Just listeners are out there. The final scene with Luke Skywalker was a great shot. That was a great final scene. You know, I'm So saying, emotional. Very. It was wonderful. It was great, but so many people hated the helicopter camera aspect of it. Why are people shitting all over that one bit of cinematography? I just don't get it. That's the same reason people I, shun Ewoks. Ewoks were like maybe 2% of Jedi, and people fucking hate the movie because of it. I th I can sort of see where they're coming. The helicopter shot sort of felt weird. Like, it doesn't sort of match up with the cinematography of the rest of the movie. But with the music and the atmosphere, it didn't bother me at all. Like... That's how I felt. I didn't even think about it. Like it's just yeah. a shot. Yeah, I, until people told me about so it. I didn't so many think about people it yelling about it. I'm like, why? It's just a shot. See, Maybe it's a little bit incongruent, but that never really jumped out at me during the theater. In the theater. It's you know, none of my friends are complaining about anything. All my friends universally think this is like the, the third best Star Wars, and I'm just I'm the only one in my circle who actually had problems with this movie. Um I don't know. That's why I kind of want to do this episode because I, I just kind of wanted to vent. I don't think it's a terrible movie. I just I kind of wanted a little more, to be honest with you. Well, I think I think you also have to take into account a lot of people. This movie was just a big cathartic release because anything that feels like a competently made film and not like the prequels, you know. <laughs> well, that's yeah. how I it, how I it viewed wouldn't, it. It was, wouldn't take much. How I viewed it was it was. To me, it was exactly what it needed to be. It didn't have to be the most amazing Star Wars movie. It didn't have to be better than the originals. It just had to be able to be comparable with the originals. It yeah, has it to stand had up. had to be a film. <laughs> yeah, it had to stand up amongst them as something that could be in the running for one of the better ones. It didn't have to be. And it also had to set up a new generation or set up Star Wars for a new generation, which it did. It had a lot for the old fans and it had a lot for the new fans and it had a lot for everyone alike to keep going forward. It set up a lot for the sequels to explore. They didn't answer too much. They, they clearly are making a trilogy here. And they're developing it as a trilogy, so they left a lot unanswered, a lot of mysteries left to solve. But when it's all complete, I think if they keep up the where they're go if they keep up the way they're going, I think it's going to be quite a good trilogy. And for me, it was exciting to watch, and it had enough throwbacks for me to enjoy. Uh, Han Solo is my favorite character, so I was disappointed, but I was expecting what was happening with him. I mean, everyone knew the rumors. Everyone, I went to the theater waiting for it. Yeah, every, as everyone, soon as he hugged her, as yeah. soon as he hugged her, I was like, yeah, here it 
there. Was See, I, yeah, I knew that, and they gave away so many signs when he first called out to Kylo you and started walking towards him. You knew that was going to happen. And when Kylo says, um, there's just something I need you to help me do, you knew exactly what he meant, not what Khan uh, thought he meant. But at the same time, the only thing that bothered me about that was Yes, it was his son, so I can see there's emotions that made Han get fooled, so to speak, and buy into it. And he was, he promised Leia he would bring him home, so he was kind of trying to live up to that. But at the same time, it's like, man, Han has been around the block so many fucking times. Like, he's the, he is the space pirate. He's the one that fools other people. He's the one that always slips through the cracks. He's not the one to get taken advantage of like that. And yet, here, it just looked, the writing was on the wall. Maybe that was just from, like, our perspective as viewers and not from the character's perspective that his own son would do that to him. But man, it, it just, yeah, the writing was all over the wall and Han, Han is the character to me. He's been around for however old he is and he's been doing what he's been doing for so damn long and doing it so damn well to be able to live for that long and not be in jail right now. Um, yeah, it just didn't seem like that would be something he would be fooled by. But maybe, like I said, the emotions and the promise to Leia, maybe in his That's mind, it, you know, he was just done. He wants to expect the best from his son. I think that right. was really it. Right. It was an open moment of trust for once in his life, and it served him very poorly. Right. Indeed. And so I was disappointed in that, but I understood the reasoning behind it. And I was glad Harrison Ford got what he wanted. And it was, you know, his character lived a long fucking time, so it's not like he can really feel bad, technically. <laughs> But it set up Kylo as this really menacing villain that you do want to see killed off because he is a character, or he killed a character that so many fans beloved. So, and uh, we'll be happy to hear. I think some of us will that there won't be any repeat, any, any repeat of uh, "I know there is good in him" from here on out because Abrams actually gone out and limit. He's actually said that there, that like after doing this, there is none. It's right. just going to get worse. This is. This is in every way, shape, and form an opposite Luke story. As it should. This is about how some guy goes down the dark side and probably yeah, doesn't. I think that's, right. that's the most that's what interesting we need to thing Definitely. to me is I love that Kylo, his motivation is like the opposite of the usual where like you have a Jedi who's like, I feel the dark side tugging at me and I'm resisting it. This time we have a bad guy who's like, I feel the light tugging at me, and I don't want to be good. I want to be an asshole. Right. Yeah, I find that very interesting. And he did what he had to do to seal the deal, and that and it's appropriate that there would be no more plays with that because if you kill Han Solo, a beloved character in the universe, and so many of the rebel, you know, obviously his ex-wife is the leader of the rebellion. It's or the general. It's like. There should be no more like, oh, let's try and get him back. Say it's like, no, you fucking killed him. That's it. You're done. <laughs> there should be no more trying to get him to come to the light. There should be flat out eliminate him and move on. It'd be nice. I mean, <laughs> I'm actually. <laughs> I don't think so. There's no well, forgiveness for me. <laughs> you killed on Solo, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Well, I mean, Han's like number like six for me when it comes to favorite Star Wars guy. I do like Han a lot, but he's yeah. he's not. I'm kind of alone here. I thought they were gonna wait till movie two to kill him. I until he got, when Han walked on the bridge, I knew it was over. Han was right dead to the power of. Death. It was obvious, yeah. But not before then. I really thought he was gonna die in the second movie. So I was I was actually surprised by I that. I wish I wish I wish that was the case because he is my favorite character. So I wish I could have gotten another movie. But I'm just happy we got him this one last time and. He, he did serve a pretty large role in the film, so I was happy with that. I would have liked some Luke on solo action. That would have been that, good to yeah, see. That yeah, been cool. it would have been nice to see those two interacting again. 
was probably a clause in uh, Harrison's contract. Hell, it was probably on the table before he even signed a contract. It's like, you give, I give you one more movie, you shoot me in the head. I'm done. <laughs> well, Harrison's sort of been wanting his character to be killed off since Empire, so... Yeah, pretty much. Which is fine. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But, um, so who does everybody think Rhea, or Ray is? Keep calling Rhea. <laughs> All right. Who first? Because I think that my, uh, I think that well, my, I think my three is the craziest. I'll go first. Uh, I'll go first real quick. Okay. Um... For a while, I was thinking maybe Luke's daughter, but I I've heard reading reading around. I've heard that um, Kylo takes a lot of the similarities from an expanded universe character. I can't remember the name because I don't I don't follow it as closely. Um, Han Solo. What's that? Yeah, Han Solo's son in the un- expanded universe, right? And he goes to the dark side in the expanded universe, and I guess he has a sister, so maybe Rey is. His sister, yeah. maybe Ray is Kylo's sister, which would make a lot of sense. How she's, you know, a pilot of, so she takes a lot after Han Solo as well. So it makes sense, but at the same time, you would think some of them would have said something, but maybe she was taken away at a baby and she doesn't know. Well, we see something like that in her in her little flashback when she touches the lightsaber. We sort of see a moment of when her like family left her on the desert planet. She looked like I don't know. Eight years oldish, like not that young. Huh. See, that's odd to me, though. So that, that sort of bothers me about like the whole "Who are her parents?" Right. Mystery, because you'd think she's old enough to remember what her mom or dad looks like. Right. So, which would what kind their of names be right, and that would kind of rule out the solos. Um, but the solos. I feel like it should rule out <laughs> Luke too, because she clearly knows who Luke Skywalker is. Sure. Sure. I don't. I think. I still think it's one of those two. I think it's got to be Han or Luke. But I mean. Who knows? But anyways, uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Like, unless her memories were tampered with, which is a leading part of most fan theories. I think it's a 95% certainty at this point. What do you think, Shadowloo? No, no. I want everyone else to go first, because my theory is oh, okay. insane. I'll take the next one, then. First of all, I, I'll be pissed if it's Luke's daughter. That would be the most contrived, shittiest thing they could possibly do. That, that would be horrible. I don't think it's... I really, really don't think it's a sister of Kylo Ren. Um, it's possible that he knows that, and he's just being tight-lipped about it. Uh, it I'm, I'm hoping against that just because it wouldn't be terribly interesting to me. Uh, my theory is that she's a clone or some sort of experiment. Ah. There, some way to revive the Force. Well, no one else has many chlorines in their blood anymore. They're all dead. There's no midi-chlorian beings left. We just, it is literally just Luke and descendants of Luke and siblings. That, that's all we got. So they made a ray. They made a ray. Uh, I don't know if it's a clone. I don't know if it's like a, a female duplicate of Luke. I don't know if it's uh, a resurrection of some previous, like, prophesized Jedi warrior, warrior who died a thousand years ago. I don't know if it's, like, a male-looking Yoda. I got nothing. I have no idea what they're doing. But <laughs> it, the experiment would explain why they wiped her memories and why Luke didn't intervene and be like, Hey, don't you know that you're actually like a Jedi master and you just kind of forgot? No, Luke probably left this thing alone because she was an abomination and it's safer for her not to be a Jedi. It's safer for herself, for her own well-being, not to remember these horrible things that happened to her in the horrible place where she came from. That's what I think happened. I, I, nothing else fits in my opinion, or at least nothing else is interesting to me. She does run away from the lightsaber, though, so there's clearly something there that she does remember. 
for the PTSD type of thing. So it can't all be something she doesn't remember, though. Yeah, well, I think whatever's repressing her memories. Like, I think she was trained. I don't think she was trained by Luke. I think maybe it's possible she was trained by a Sith. Maybe the First Order was trying to create a, a Sith or a Jedi or something. And it was Luke, maybe it was one who repressed her memories. I don't think trained her, but maybe repressed her memories. And whatever technique he used is now kind of falling apart at the seams. That's what I think might be happening. Razor. Um... I don't know. I like I like some of what uh, Tim came up with there. The the clone idea, or the like, the idea that like the the Empire made her, and she was sort of like abandoned because she's an abomination or something like that. I think that um, it's very Knights of the Old Republicish. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. I don't I don't know that that's the direction they'll go. Um, I. I'm not, like, I would prefer it if she wasn't the child of a major character, unless that major character was, like, I don't know, somebody not of the main cast, like Qui-Gon Jinn or some shit like that. Just, like, tangentially related, maybe. Like, I don't... I mean, it's obvious when you set up this whole thing that her parents are unknown to us and she was abandoned on this planet for some reason it's like well i guess her family is important to the plot but i i would just i would just be more interested with the idea that maybe she was like besides luke the only other survivor of the academy massacre and like the knights of ren didn't know they missed this little girl when they were killing everybody but and like to keep her safe, that was erased from her memory or something like that. I don't know. There's also the mystery of who she was waiting for back on Jocko or whatever the hell that was called. Um, that the whoever said that they're not going to come back. So well, yeah, like that. I, that's, that's sort of well, that was like when when people talk about her not having a lot of character. Um, that's sort of the one area where I disagree. I really like the idea of like someone who's like lonely and waiting like my parents will come back for me my parents will come back for me in the back of their head they know that's not true but they're just in denial i feel like it was brushed to the side though i don't disagree i think that is an interesting character quality i feel like it surfaced maybe two or three times in the movie though you well know? i mean it was like every time the offer was given to her to like stay on the adventure like when han offered to make her a, a member of the millennium falcon crew or like that was maybe part of the reason she ran away from the lightsaber like several times in the movie she just keeps denying no i have to go back to jakku because they might be coming back for me it would have been interesting to see her explain why she thinks they're coming back like it would yeah. have been interesting to see her keep going a little further yeah further's a good theme for my problems with the movie i well, think they came towards something good and stopped i felt well <laughs> i felt a lot yeah. of it was laying the groundwork I felt like yeah. this movie was just purely to lay the groundwork for their new trilogy and to reestablish hope into people that Star Wars can still be a decent to good to great franchise and that it's not going to be prequel, anywhere near prequel levels of bad, so to speak, or damage to the franchise. I, well, like, my favorite thing about the movie is it actually doesn't... The only reference to the prequels in the entire thing is a line where C-3PO just sort of casually goes, princesses, am I right? <laughs> like, <laughs> hinting at, you know, his time with Amidala. 
Other than that, you can watch these, you can watch this movie having only seen the original trilogy. And I like that because my personal headcanon is that the prequels didn't happen because they don't really match with lines of dialogue and stuff from the original trilogy. I'm conflicted on the prequels in general. They're such bad movies, but... They're garbage. Watch like... the Phantom Edits. Watch the Phantom yeah. Edits for one and two, especially two. It makes two board... It makes two actually watchable. And incredibly so. You know, it's they remove all the Django bits, but uh, yeah. it makes a big difference. But, um, so my own theory on who uh, Ray actually is, not so far from you guys, I do believe she is a clone of some sort. And I think Palpatine's behind it, actually. Because I, I think back to it, and like by the time of Empire, he already knew about Luke being Vader's kid. And I see no reason to believe he probably didn't also know about Leia himself. So he also has no reason to believe that like Vader's plan to convert Luke's actually going to succeed because, you know, Star Wars and failure. And Palpatine is who he is. There are some rumors <laughs> flying around about maybe Carrie Fisher's daughter being penned to play a younger Leia very briefly and for a flashback scene in this film, which apparently didn't pan out. When Ray has her PTSD moment with the lightsaber, when you look behind her for a moment, you can hear, you can hear screaming and you also see for a flash, the death star corridors, if I'm not mistaken. So here's, I think that they're going with this. If they found the lightsaber, they found the hand. And I believe that using probably genetic material taken from Leia during her torture, during A New Hope, Palpatine whipped himself up his own personal Skywalker with the best, most possible, like, the, the most force-sensitive thing he could probably en ever engineer for himself, the perfect ideal disciple if everything else failed. Probably the process took way longer than they thought it would. Well, the, the process outlived him, clearly. Probably fell into the hands of the First Order. Um... So, maybe at maybe maybe fall in the hands of first order, possible. It's either that, or maybe she was being trained by some remnants of the Empire, and there was a skirmish. She was discovered, maybe brought to the temple, maybe participated in a little bit of killing because things went terribly wrong. Because she was raised in the dark side, maybe her memory was wiped, and that's how she wound up on Jakku. That's the way I see it. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, that's not too far off from what I think. I think it's going to be something really bad happened, and she's an experiment. That's going to be the I am your father moment in the next episode, clearly. Yeah. All right. And that's all I got. Yeah, any any more Star Wars thoughts? Um, eight, out of, 8 out of 10. Too much rehash. But still, everything else more than makes up for it. It, too was, much it was a little too close to the same beats of A New Hope, but I think that... One second. Are you in the bathroom right now? Are you in the refrigerator? Oh, <laughs> it sounds like... You really <laughs> sound like you're in the can. It was very echoey. It sounds... Locked like... in the closet. It sounds like... Echoey. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure it is. Are you in a garage? <laughs> you're like, stop it, you guys. Don't be crazy. <laughs> Flush. I mean, we did apparently have somebody piss in a bucket. I don't know if that was accurate or not. But. 
<laughs> I don't know. I was picturing like Razor going through like the ventilation system, be like, "You guys are crazy. I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> He's like fixing like ashes and shit. Falls out of the ceiling. <laughs> Good day to you. You guys need to shut up right now. This guy is totally not falling for my cardboard box. It does sound like somebody's rubbing a cardboard box against their mic. What the hell is happening? This thing is just going down in our in a fucking flash. Anyways. What's your score, Razor? <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got no thoughts for me. You got no score? You got no score, Razor? Oh, uh, I don't know. Seven and a half. Maybe eight out of ten. I'm still saying you're in the bathroom, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna accept any other answer. It's in the bathroom, clearly, in the tub, under a box. Clearly sounds like it. Um I'm gonna. Uh, I, I give it a eight point five. I, I went with B plus for ultimately what I thought about it. So yeah, thought it was good. It did what it needed to do for me. So I'm excited for the future. I I give it a six out of ten. Boo! Salt go to hell. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> I know. You know what? Bump it up to a seven. I say we hang him. <laughs> you know what really could have saved this movie for though for me though? A wings. B-Wings, TIE Bombers, TIE Interceptors. Show me that anything in the Jedi battle mattered. TIE food is good. Oh, TIE food would have been amazing. I could see Poe eating some TIE food. Why? Because he's TIE? Fucking racist. (laughs) Is Poe TIE? (laughs) I don't know. His name is TIE. He should be TIE. Dameron's a TIE name? Razor, are you out of the bathroom yet? He's gone silent, so clearly he's finishing up what he's doing. Stealth mission. <laughs> he's just—he had to mute the mic so he could flush and get the hell out of there. I still—I don't know what you're talking about. I don't believe you. <laughs> you're gonna listen to this back, and you're gonna understand exactly what we're talking about. It's at the fifty, well, probably about the fifty fifty minute mark when this happens. So. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure I sound funny for some reason. <laughs> Dicking with my mic now just to see what the fuck. <laughs> Maybe just leave the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that you, you might have a point, David. Yeah, I haven't thought that. That would probably be easiest. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so get everybody's scores. We got a, a 6, a 7.5, and 8, and an 8.5. We covered the gamut. All right. So, what else did you guys want to discuss? Favorite things, or yeah, we... that sounds good. I right. have things to say. All yeah. right. Well, <clears throat> let's start with favorite game of the year. I know we kind of briefly covered it. So, in the in a graveyard, that Shadowloo wasn't there, but um, I will just start off with my favorite game of the year. Then I guess we'll cover least favorite and stuff like that, or biggest disappointments. I think we could all probably list our biggest disappointment. <laughs> Am I right? Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving. <laughs> That's where I jerk on my collar. Uh, moving on, wipe my sweat with a little handkerchief. Um, geez, who writes this stuff? And I'll switch to my new note card. <laughs> I write this stuff. Um, <laughs> my favorite game was Halo 5 uh, because it's the one that I put the most time into. It's probably not the best game. Like the most quality game, because Fallout Fallout Four would probably take the more quality game for me. But my favorite game was easily Halo Five. I've put in 
about five days worth of gameplay and it's been out since the end of October. So needless to say, I've enjoyed the gameplay quite a bit. Story, story was lacking. Everything else is lacking, but the gameplay itself and the content is quite great. So I'm happy with that. Anyways, so I'll make that short and sweet. Temp for you. Diablo 3 Ultimate Edition. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, just I never played Diablo, and they released a new edition of it. And Well, I've never played Diablo 3. I played the fuck out of Diablo 2. Um, it has a lot of problems. I see. I know exactly why people hate it. Like, I understand totally, but, oh, man. it. I, I just love, like, putting on some, like, 70s prog rock. And just playing Diablo for hours, like it, that was that still is very much alive for me. Um, if I had to pick a real game, like one that actually mattered in 2015, that's not you know like five years old, I'm gonna say Metal Gear Solid Five. With all its problems, I still had fun. It was still cool seeing. Pause. So wait, your favorite game was what? Metal Gear Solid Five. Well, then what was Diablo Three about? Well, that's not really it doesn't really count. Oh, it's just like your honorable mention, is what you're saying? Well, it didn't come out in 2015, so I can't pick it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, Razor? Um, I guess I'm also going to go with MDS 5. Huh, weird how your voice sounds normal now. <laughs> Did you happen to switch rooms, perhaps? I, I don't know. I <laughs> go back. No idea what you're talking go about. Go back to <laughs> original location. Um, so what would you say? Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, I guess. I don't know. I didn't. Game of the Year is sort of a hard one for me to answer because I wasn't totally blown away by anything all year long. Right. Yeah, it's kind of the same here, really. I'd say. I mean, I really. I should probably shout this out. I really liked Arkham Knight. It's just for some reason after I beat the story, which I thought was phenomenal, I just for the first time with an Arkham game other than maybe Arkham Origins, which I didn't even finish because it just I could not get into it for whatever reason, but. Arkham Asylum and Arkham City are some of my, amongst my favorite games of all time. I love them, and I played the crap out of them, beat them multiple times, completed 100% completion on both of them, and yeah, played the crap out of them. And for some reason, Arkham Knight, just once I beat the story, I didn't really have a whole lot. I went back for some of the stuff, and I, I completed the side stuff and whatnot, but I didn't I didn't do all the Riddler stuff. I didn't complete all the stuff, so just for whatever yeah, I reason, I fell kind of out of it. I, Arkham Knight would probably be my second place. Yeah, for me too. I think, I think the thing for me is like after after City, I don't know that I'd ever do all the Riddler missions in a Batman game again. <laughs> like it's I just, just too, I did. It was very burns painful. you out too much. I think like yeah. it's just and too elaborate. With the addition, the Batmobile, the additional car, like yeah, the, the Batmobile, like that much most more of the Riddler America. trophies yeah. being car based right right i didn't like it yeah it, it got much of everything in this game being car based which is yeah. exactly why i kind of that was the big problem with it right right which is why I yeah, say, like I, I like a lot of the dlc they've been coming out with as short though it is i didn't buy any of it just because i don't know like i said i fell out of it because yeah the batmobile the batmobile was fun but it needed to be toned down by like 80 percent like it needed to be <laughs> a lot less some some variation in the actual auto fights, but it's the same fight over and right, over right. and over very again. Very monotonous, very yeah, repetitive in that way. So yeah, I mean, I like one fight with a bunch of drones, one fight with a bunch of tanks. Split the, them up, split the sequence, do something. I would have I think I think the game like I would have been fine with the Batmobile stuff in the game if 
none of the Riddler trophies were car-based. You took out the ones where you have to charge up the bombs in the ground. Yeah, those are annoying. And if there had been an actual fist fight with Deathstroke. Yeah. That's all oh, it would have taken from it. Um, yeah, it's so amazing. I... It's amazing how, like, that fight typically, I would say, comes... Yeah, yeah, it actually does. It's after you take down the Arkham Knight himself. And you figure that's going to just be the same fight, like, amped up by the power of ten... But he's actually much easier than the knight was in his car. Yeah, well, it's far less shots to take down. If all they had done was copy pasted the Deathstroke fight from Origins into Knight, I still would have loved it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd go that as my second. I'd, I have to mention Fallout Four was probably my third. It was a lot of fun. Second or third, yeah, between those two, those are kind of even. Fallout Four is a lot of fun. I just liked uh, Arkham Knight for its story because I really did like the story. But yeah. Fallout 4 was good as well. Um, Shadowloo, how about you? Favorite game <sighs> of the year? Transformers Devastation. Keep in mind, I play about five games a year. And no, that was just six odd hours of completely masturbatory fan service to my favorite franchise from my childhood that I want to relive over and over again. Tight control, wonderful pacing mostly solid voice acting from a cast that apparently hasn't really aged all that much, except for Wheeljack's guy, and sadly Starscream's voice actor has long since passed, and he wasn't very good replacement this guy, but all said and told, wonderful game. Loved it to pieces. Really did. I would supplant this with Arkham Knight as my number one if I'm putting on the 89 skins and blasting Danny Elfman's soundtrack. <laughs> needs to be verified. Right. Um, do we want to do worst game of the year? Well, I wouldn't say worst. Let's just say most, most disappointing. disappointing. Yeah, okay. because least worst game of the year would imply that we played every single game. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. or it I guess worst that we, we play bad games, which we don't. If a game right. is bad, I just don't play it. Exactly. So let's do uh, most disappointing. We'll go reverse. How about you, Shadowloop? Most disappointing game I played. Yes, this year. Jesus. Highest hype or expectation I... that you just were disappointed by. For me, I actually don't even know if anything qualifies. I've enjoyed most of what I've played thus far. No, honestly, I, I I have to give this an NA because I have not played enough games this year. At least enough, at least enough that I actually have an item that would qualify as an absolute disappointment. It just well, doesn't exist for me. In the five games, if you had to make a hierarchy, surely one was at the bottom, right? Because I played five games this year too, almost exactly. Yeah, five is too, also a, five is also a possible round like round table figure. It may actually be three. What the fuck came out this year? MKX, Transformers Devastation, Arkham Knight, Arkham Knight. Uh, what else was big? Metal Gear Solid. You played that, right? No, no I haven't I played a single Metal Gear game ever. Um, what were you playing? Uh... Far Cry Four. I was also playing Far Cry Four. Far Cry was a good one, yeah. I've played that. That game is what it is. I guess I guess maybe Far Cry takes it by virtue, but it's not that there's anything wrong with Far Cry, it's just that it is the exact same game over and over again. It's the Ubisoft game syndrome. Yeah. Oh. So I guess I guess, I guess there's mine. If it counts. Alright. Uh whoever the hell was before Shadow. I think it was me. <laughs> <laughs> um it's sort of hard to like again it's like how it's hard to pick a best because everything was so middle of the road it's hard to pick a worst because everything was so middle of the road <laughs> yeah i want to i want to like like I, I i made arkham knight my number 2 but again fucking batmobile <laughs> right 
I, I, I mean, I really kind of disliked Halo 5's story. Yeah. And I kind of play those games for the story, as weird as that sounds. Right. Uh, yeah. Um... I don't know. I mean, I think the most disappointing thing for me is that there wasn't a game that got me, like, super excited. Like, normally I'm the kind of guy who likes, um, I like to be surprised by sort of like an, an indie beat-em-up title like Double Dragon Neon or Castle Crashers or <laughs> yeah. Scott Pilgrim, something like that that I sort of didn't hear of until it was already out and then I play it and it's like, wow, everything about this really sort of hits the button for me, and it, there wasn't one of those this year. Yeah. All right. I don't know, maybe <laughs> Halo 5. I'm I'm really upset about how that played out. Yeah, the story I love, wasn't I love very the game good play, at all. But... Yeah. We are in agreement there. The story was not very good at all. Uh, Temp. Uh, that's... I have my pick. It just... I, my opinions are often very not popular, but this is the way I feel. I'm going to say Fallout 4. I was really disappointed in that one. I hate what they did to the dialogue system and the karma system. They made a lot of things I liked about Fallout 3, and they made them very bland. So all that was left is the good combat, but I'm so fucking bad at the comp. It, 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 it plays itself. It should, in theory, play itself, but somehow I'm still bad at it. Um, yeah, really... I was so disappointed. I just lent my my PlayStation Four to my brother with Fallout in the system, so he could play it, and he could be as disappointed as I was. <laughs> and he he was like basically like I like it more than you, Brandon. But overall, it, it's a reskin Fallout Three. He wasn't too happy either. <clears throat> so yeah, that was that was my biggest disappointment of the year because I even Fallout Three I never finished it just because I misaligned my points so horribly. But I still really enjoyed the game. So when the fourth one came out, it's like, you know what? Life is really hard right now. I just want to immerse myself in something. <laughs> I just want to get lost in a, in a game. I want to level up a lot. Right. I want to get frustrated. Then I want to overcome something. Maybe see Liam Neeson's voice acting somewhere. I don't know. Then I bought <laughs> the game, and uh, yeah, it was the exact opposite. I mean, $65 down the drain. Oof. I I know yeah. you're far from the only person who's disliked it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, and then that makes me feel a little better because I know my my brother not liking it kind of made me feel a little more sane as well. So, yeah, that's my pick. Unfortunately, I liked it, but yeah, I I can't really argue with anything you said. I mean, I I have no problem with the gameplay. I I do fine with it. It's more first person shootery, which is why I can imagine you not being very good at it. <laughs> that stings. I, it stings so bad. I'm just saying, my time with you and Halo was not... Stop. <laughs> just stop. Um, anyways, <laughs> moving on. Jeez. Switch to the other note card. Uh. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it, was, it was definitely good, but they definitely made a lot of odd choices, and you mentioned them, most of them, but there, there are others, odd choices they made that where they kind of dumped down the RPG elements. The speech and the charisma and how that all works and stuff definitely bothered me, and them taking away skills was also an odd choice. But anyways, um, my biggest disappointment, it's really down between two, and it would be MKX or Arkham Knight. But I, I'd have to give it to Arkham Knight just because even though overall I still like the game, I still thought the story was incredibly fun to play through. I loved the Joker elements. I loved 
They just did it really well. I thought they capped off the series well, but I agree. There was just the Batmobile was just so overdone in that and it was it was way too involved in it. Like I said, dial it back eighty percent and then just for whatever reason it was just hard for me because like I said, we're talking about two of my favorite games of all time. In my top ten easily. I love them so much, and I played the crap out of them. And this one, I beat it, and then I was done with it. It was just literally that cut and dry. And I don't. I, maybe I'll go back to it eventually, but for just for whatever reason, I couldn't get super into it, and that disappoints me. So that would be my disappointed. I was disappointed with MKX, but I'm not. I wasn't surprised with it. I generally don't play fighting games for that long before I get like rambunctious and want to do other things because there's only so many times I can play one on one fights with somebody <coughs> until i'm ready to do something else i had the team elements of the like team combat or whatever you want to call it the faction battles and stuff like that had that been more emphasized and people played it more and it was a better implemented i'd be always up for playing it because to me that was the most fun i had with mkx was when we were doing the few times we actually got a team combat to work so we were doing the round robin style where we would say hey this guy's spamming this. Watch that. Watch, watch him doing this move. Oh, this that guy's was great. Yeah, I this really guy sucks. That. Or take advantage of this, like coaching each other and warning each other. Like that was that's what I enjoyed and that's what I wanted because, like I said, I I enjoy more variety in my gameplay like that. Like or my my matchmaking options online and stuff like that. I want to be able to do one on one, team combat, two on two, three on three, four on four, do ranked and have people like actually play, but sitting there in a lobby for 30 minutes luckily getting in a game was not fun but it was yeah arkham knight was a bigger disappointment for me but i still liked both of them i still give them both decent scores eight or higher but anyways if i may uh, comment real quick though one of the best things about early mkx and one reason why i can't give it most disappointing game of the year is because not only was the team combat with all of us so fun and interesting but we were winning like, it felt really good. We were actually making really good ground. We were fucking up scrubs, and that was a lot of fun. You know? Yeah. Uh, we were, and that team element of just wrecking scrubs was exactly what I was hoping for. And The first three weeks of any fighting game being released to the market is always the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. no it's, it, it's, it's honeymoon You are phase. a god yeah. among <laughs> insects. It's... It felt good to win. <laughs> and with the online, I'm now an insect among insects because I am losing to fucking Aaron Black full screen sandball because I can't fucking move and just oh the online is so bad. It's the only reason I don't play this game because I can't give it most disappointing game of the year. The the stamina system is brilliant. The fucking run button, what it did to like spacing options and offense, brilliant, so good and. The best thing, bar none, the best thing about MKX is it made me reunite with Sub-Zero against my will, kicking and screaming, but it forced me to main Sub-Zero, and I didn't know how much I missed that character and how much I loved playing the Cryomancer. I love that character so much, and it, it's been great hanging with Kwai Liang again. I, I adore maining that character. I'm almost glad the DLC is disappointing, because... Me and Sub Zero are in this for the for the long run. I like that. I think that is kind of cool. I I really did miss that character. I sort of feel the same way about uh, being a Liu Kang mainer because you know back back in the old arcade days he was my guy and I've sort of been apart from him for a very long time. 
I can actually say the same thing for Melina. She was my go-to <laughs> gal in MK2. And Melina's great in this game. They did a great job with Melina. All three of our characters were very well fleshed out. Yeah, I, I can say the same with Cyrax. Like, he's really... oh, God, dude. Oh, I could, I could even, I could even say the same with uh, Kenshi because you know they did really well. Oh God, I played well, Katana. Broken in nine. I'm I, glad you're sad. I played Katana. No, I'm, I'm happy. Katana is honestly a lot of fun. I had I had a ton of fun playing Katana in the time that I did play the game the first couple weeks, but I, I had a lot of fun with her. She's honestly when I get behind a character like that, they instantly become they their their ranking of my favorite characters goes way up. So Katana could easily be in my top five now, just based on the fact that I had so much fun with her in this game. So I'm not disappointed in that regard that I got to try a different character, but I wish so badly I could say, Oh man, this was the game that I played Kenshi or this is the game that, you know, I got to play Cyrax again type of thing. Cause I didn't really have that with MK nine. You got to keep in mind. I didn't, the, the, my time with MK nine was for the most part, what we played at the bare, at the very end yeah, it was with all of us rain versus Kenshi. Right, right. I didn't play, great. I didn't play Kenshi before that because I couldn't, I couldn't figure him out. He was very complex to me beforehand. But then when I, got more serious about it and we played online that's when i started playing kenshi so i was happy with that because i played him in deadly alliance and i really enjoyed him so i was just hoping i missed the mk9 game yeah we might as well just go back and play mk9 (laughs) (laughs) online's fucking better you laugh but i'm up for this (laughs) (laughs) if only we all had the same console we need to get you a cheap 360 shadow we need to all chip in like forty bucks and get you a cheap three sixty. I would not be. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure I can probably arrange it at this point. Because that would be doable. That's the only disappointment about our streams is we can never do it all together. Oh man, that'll be great, dude. We'll all get in a room and Redman will beat the fuck out of all of us. It'll be fantastic. All right, I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Redman. We do. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. Redman and me had some great matches before I quit playing MKX. Like he. I can't imagine how good he is now, dude. He'll probably run circles around me and Django. But I, there's some of those people, and I don't know whose gamer tag is what, but there's people that are still constantly playing MKX. Like every time I get on to play Halo, and I'm I salute you, <laughs> whoever you are. Yeah, that's but, that's the Triborg is coming though. <laughs> the Triborg. Ugh, disappointing. Did y'all want to do another category? Now I'm just. We ended on such a sour note. Yeah, we right. can't end on movie, it. movie of the year. Oh yeah, we we're gonna do movies too. Yeah, because that's what we are now. We're a games and movies and comics podcast. <laughs> do it. <laughs> it was a natural transition. Yeah, we okay. were it's coming for a long time. We're all into those things. So, um, anyways, yeah, let's do movie. I'll start it off. Let's do. Uh, for me, favorite movie of the year. I'm trying to think back, what all came out? We had Avengers two. Mad Max, Star Wars. Uh, I never did get to see Ant-Man yet, so I can't come on that. Damn it, I was so close to seeing it this past weekend. Son of a bitch. Um, Inside Out was pretty good, if you're into like the Pixar movies, which I am. Um, trying to think, what else? I think that was the main big ones. Then you had like uh, uh, Jurassic World and stuff like that. Okay, for me, it was Mad Max easily, hands down. Yo, right there with you. So good. Like I, I love the original Mad Max. I grew up on them, so I was I was a big fan of those, but this to me exceeded expectations, which is rare in these types of movies. Usually 
you're like, yeah, that's what I would. That was pretty much what I expected. Or uh, it was it was okay. Or it was decent. It was good. But this to me was just like mind blowingly good. And I, it was just a thrill ride. I did not expect how much, like when, when the movie started, I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. It took me a little bit getting going, but I'm like, yeah, this is totally Mad Max. Feels good. Feels good. But by like the mid, from the mid, or I should say from about 30 minutes all the way to the end, it was just nonstop like thrill ride. I felt like I was on a roller coaster the entire time. I was in love with all the characters. I loved, uh, Furiosa, I loved Nux. I lo- I just I thought everything was done well and completely blown away. Just completely blown away. Oh man, such such a good movie, such a good movie. And I love the practical effects. I love, like I said, loved everything about it. There was very little I could complain about that I could even think about to complain. So that that's that would be mine. It was in effect the long twenty years later sequel movie that. All the trailers and and movie and all, all the trailers and and interviews hype up about this being the best one. It really was. It actually really seriously was. I didn't think that any franchise could pull that off and mean it, and it really did. It astounded me with just how masterfully it was a crafted work. Wonderful cast of characters. It grabbed you by the balls and didn't let go. Incredibly paced, despite the fact that the whole <laughs> thing is one friggin' chase scene. Splendid, just splendid. I do have a comment. One of my biggest regrets is me and Cyborg were Skyping because we were trying to get audition on my computer and it ultimately didn't work out so well. But that ended up being like a three-hour conversation talking about Mad Max um, Beyond Fury Road or some shit. And I'm I'm so sad to this day that didn't get recorded. I really wish that had made it onto onto a graveyard ship. We just didn't think to do it. That's a We're lot of our to... conversations, though, to be honest. Yeah, there no, was so much. True. Graveyard was supposed to be basically our conversations recorded as they are. Yeah. And then, then we we have additional conversations <laughs> still. Yeah, but man, we it, it had to have been longer than three hours just reviewing that movie. That was good. I know you weren't you weren't as enamored, but I man. it's actually very similar to Star Wars. My my Feelings on Mad Max are incredibly similar to Star Wars. I one of my things I love about Mad Max is that Mad Max is put in a situation. He's the gray between the black and the white, and like Road Warrior, he has the village of survivors who are trying to make it, and and then you have the uh, you know the crazies, you know he's trying to thwart. Right. This movie felt like a Mad Max surrounded by other Mad Maxes. <laughs> it didn't gel quite as well for me. Um, and. I feel like one thing that makes characters really shine is the decisions they make. And I don't feel like there was a whole lot of decision making. I feel like Mad Max basically rode shotgun the entire movie. And the only decision he makes is to turn back with her, which counts as a good decision. Um, I would have liked a lot more of a relationship between Furiosa and Mad Max. That would have really bumped the movie quite a bit for me. But the fact is, I'm just not an action guy. So all the realistic effects, I can appreciate them. I just... I, I'm going to be really honest with you. I zone out for a lot of that stuff in movies. I just zone out. It doesn't matter if it's CGI or real. If I don't feel like the characters are actually in danger, which honestly I didn't until the very, 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 very end, then I, I just don't really get in, that into it. But I like a lot of things about it. You know, I like when he tells Furiosa, "My name is Max." I thought that was that was really good. You know, I don't I don't dislike the movie. I think that's what a lot of my friends thought. I 
I got a lot of shit for this guy. I got a lot of shit <laughs> yes. for this movie. Um, but I, I don't think it was bad. I, I wanted more. I, I wanted a, a really interesting dynamic relation between Furiosa. It's interesting that you said you didn't feel they were in danger because to me, I was. It was the exact opposite effect. I knew Max wasn't going to die, but it's like, man, every like Furiosa, I thought she could easily die, and I was just at. I was on the edge of my seat literally the entire time because I bought into it hook, line, and sinker that they were, they were in real danger because it felt so real. But that was that's how I felt. Well, you know, I feel like it's because Shadowloo was probably anticipating this movie more than any of us, so I wanted to get a graveyard ship so he could kind of, you know, have a podium because I, I know you loved it, Shadowloo. You know, I could talk gonna... about that movie for an hour and a half. I'm just trying to be terse. <laughs> in a way, it's not too late. It's not too late, but we can still do that one day. Um, that's all I have to say about Mad Max. So what was your favorite movie, though? My favorite movie was Insidious 3. That was the best movie of the year, in my opinion. Um, probably, bar none, the best horror sequel I've ever seen in my life. And horror often does isn't character-centric, but Insidious, the franchise, is. And considering that Insidious 2, I thought was... Very weak. Not 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 shitty. James Wan rarely does it. I don't think he's ever made a shitty movie, but Insidious 2 really felt mediocre to me. Great characters still, but just not... Uh, anyway. that's, that's he's supposed discussion. to be making the next Mortal Kombat film, isn't he? He is, yes. And he made the last Fast that's and Furious. Oh yeah, there was that little bit of movie. news. <laughs> <laughs> I so, could yeah. give a shit. They are never going to make that damn film. <laughs> it's been rumored for years upon years. You're not hyped for devastation, Cyborg? Yeah, I mean, I, it's the it's Chinese democracy. What I meant to say <laughs> is, I really enjoyed the forever. I really enjoyed the film that came out in 2013 because you know all you all remember how that was supposed to happen. This was like all I'm saying is somehow... they're going to call it devastation. I think it's some motherfucking green construction vehicles turning into a giant robot up in this bitch. I'm sorry, I haven't. <laughs> No, fair enough. We've we've gotten a better devastation than what we got. Devastation um, is literally the name I came up with ten years ago, like ten to twelve years ago on the Mortal Kombat forums for the third movie, so that's just a little odd trivia effect. I'm what? pretty sure if you browse like fanfiction.net. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember or there was a point like nineteen ninety like... where the combat pavilion was advertising that devastation would be made as a fan film. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure you'll find, like, eight fan fiction stories called Mortal Kombat Devastation. It is a very common name. That's one of the Mortal Kombat-iest combat words that you could use to describe Mortal Kombat. Devastation. Devastation. Annihilation. Preparation. Retribution. (laughs) Preparation K. (laughs) You have expectations? You probably ought to destroy those. Destroying all of So, <laughs> Razor, what was... Compares to your combat. Well, one, one more quick thing about Insidious 3. Um, first of all, go see it. But second of all, runner-up, Krampus, was actually the second best movie oh, I saw. I want to see that, because I really enjoyed Trick or Treat. Did you ever watch that? It, yes, yes, I did. You finally I mean, watched that about? damn thing? Yes. <laughs> that was like two... That was several months ago when I suggested it, but it was two months ago when you said you'd watch it. I was wondering if you ever got around <laughs> yes, to it. Yes, I absolutely did. Um, did you love it? Did you like it? Did you want more of it? You know, it's very similar to my opinions on Son Star Son of a Mad bitch. Max. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I can't bring you anywhere. <laughs> Just for once, I want to like really love something, and you love I'm it too. Oh, so sorry. With <laughs> Avengers two, you loved. I didn't really care for. I mean, I liked it. It was still a good movie, but I didn't love it. 
And then and Man of Steel, of all course. these other movies, you're like, eh, it's middle of the road. I Son think we probably bitch. would agree on Jurassic World. I what haven't is- seen it yet. Oh. Well, I have the, the Blu-ray. I got it for Christmas. So. I, I I wouldn't say Jurassic World is a good movie, but I was supremely entertained by it. I've heard I've heard people were disappointed, so we'll see. But I Jurassic World is actually, if we're going to do a worst films of the year list, mm-hmm. Jurassic World is my absolute number one. Most I was going to say we we do a most disappointment. Yeah, most disappointment. It's... Well, the thing I, is, like, I the, haven't the actually. The act is a complete cartoon, but oh, I. I just kidding. <laughs> I don't anyway. know how many films I've seen in my lifetime that I can actually say insult my intelligence, but I feel like <laughs> Jurassic World actually did a pretty goddamn good job of trying. That's disappointing <laughs> to hear. I walked out of that film with a rage I haven't experienced since Cali Berry's Catwoman. I thought you were going to say Raging Boner. Oh, <laughs> God, no. <laughs> but see Krampus. Saying, that Chris yeah. Pratt. Um, yeah, Krampus or whatever the hell you call it is... I, I, I do want to see that. I'll probably catch it on... Surprisingly good. Very... Very strong. I will catch it on Blu-ray, I'm sure, as soon as it comes out. So I don't think I'll catch it in theaters in time, but... I'm surprised you were just middle of the road on Trick or Treat, but we'll have to discuss that sometime. Definitely. uh, On the graveyard thingy. Which we can do. (laughs) Yeah, that's a strong possibility. (laughs) Um, so... Razor? Razor, yeah, Razor. Alright, um... Uh, I don't know. I think it's best as a toss-up for me between Ant-Man and Star Wars, actually. Favorite? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've I heard just... a lot of good things about Ant-Man. The more and more I hear about it, so. it's it's not you know like a deep film or anything. But I I enjoy like action movies that have the total package of like character and plot and stuff, and like right. nothing feels like it doesn't make any fucking sense, like in Avengers two. Whoa. <laughs> like, that's all I ask, that there's no goddamn plot holes. <laughs> yeah. Snap. And, well, I guess you could construe, like, th- there are problems with how his powers work scientifically, but fuck it, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Like, I'm okay with that, but... I'm just not okay with you not telling me why Ultron acts like Tony. Like, put a line of fucking dialogue in there, God. Strangely enough, it's the first Marvel Studios movie I have not seen in theaters. I mean, I catch all superhero movies in theaters, but what? It's because fiance lives an hour and a half away. It's kind of tough to fucking schedule at the time. Well, that's sort of Ant Man's problem. Is a lot of people sort of it was very undersold. Like nobody expected it to be like the big yeah thing. I mean, you you hear Ant Man is you know he's a C list character is the thing right. But no, it was really like well acted, exciting. You know, it was a good superhero flick. Right. Cool. All right, let's do most disappointing. Go ahead and kick us off, Razor. Well, did Chatelou do his best movie? Yeah, he, he agreed with Mad Max. Yeah, Mad Max. Oh, okay. That's it. Gotcha. Number one, Mad Max. Number one for shit, Jurassic World. Fuck I it. do actually, I, sh- I should probably admit, I haven't seen Mad Max yet. Yeah. I never got around to going to see it in the theater and then like after it was out of the theater i was all like well i don't know if it's 
a two-hour-long car chase, maybe I should have seen it on the big screen. I don't know if it'd be as satisfying, so... I would say see it on the big screen. I mean, it's far too late now, but it's <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. a movie. <laughs> definitely like wait to see it. To see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe in 20 years they'll put it back up there. <laughs> no, no, possibly, possibly. Well, Braveheart took like six months before they brought that shit back to theaters, but... Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting if, if you're going to be like the tie maker or if I'm absolutely going to get dominated on the review for this movie. So it'll be interesting to see where you stand. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see it at some point. Like, I, I mean to. I just circumstance. Find a giant TV and crank up the fucking volume and hopefully you have like a sound system with a, a bass subwoofer. Turn all the lights off. That That would be just about as good as you can get without being on the big screen. So make that happen. <laughs> I'll do what I can. <laughs> Because that, that would be good, because you definitely need that kind of stuff going on. I tried to watch it on my computer, like, a couple months back, and it's not the same. Uh. It, was, it was really good in theater. But uh, what's your what's your least favorite, most disappointing movie of the year that you saw? Um, I guess Age of Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we've, we've talked about that right. movie before. I don't need to go into it. Uh, Temp? I'm going to agree with Shadowloo. I'm going to say Jurassic World. Um, yeah, just another movie where it's like, why should I be invested? You don't feel like anyone's really in danger. It's a lot of George Lucas poetry going on, I feel like, in that movie. Um, there's a scene where, I'm not going to spoil it. Well, Here, I'll take there... off my headset for about a minute. Okay, go. Basically, there's a, there's a scene where the assistant dies... And it feels like shameless exhibition. And it just, I'm like, it's the only, I don't know. It felt so cheesy and shameless and ugly and mean-spirited. And that's kind of a, I don't know why. I feel like the whole movie feels like it was exhibition. I feel like I was watching exhibition. I never felt like I was watching a movie. And when the exhibition doesn't work, you have nothing left. You just have these bland-ass characters and this bland-ass villain. Okay, I'm done. Two kids who are there for absolutely no purpose other than the fact that there were two kids in the original movie who actually underwent some kind of development and character growth. No, these two are to sit there and scream at things and ostensibly provide some sort of a background or a plot to your main... I don't even like to call her a heroine. I can't call anyone in this movie a, a, a protagonist or an antagonist because they all just run around doing stupid shit. Yeah, there's a lot of stupidity in and this movie. How are there... How did no cameras catch the fucking thing leaving the pen? Yeah, Why the was... There, yeah. What was up with that stage fatality at the end? <laughs> How did that thing not eat any of the members of the audience if it could always jump out of its pen? Well, it's amazing how many plot points they developed that didn't matter at all. Like, they developed so many plot points on the... Not developed is the wrong word. But they introduced so many plot points that don't really have anything to do with anything at the end of the story. Um... But that's all I got. I, I knew it was going to be bad. I saw it. It was bad. I mean, it wasn't shit. But it's talk about a movie that didn't need to exist. Jurassic World. Some franchises on my boycott list. It's up there with Terminator and Transformers now. I and actually wanted to see Genesis. I, just to see how bad it was. Like, there was an ugly curiosity in me to see Genesis. I, I can oh, honestly man, say I forgot I about Terminator even, Genesis. I want to revise my answer. Oh, no, really? It's way worse than Age of Ultron, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd hope so. And I'm back. Okay. Well, we're, we're hitting on Genesis, Genesis now. It's cool. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot about that movie. Terminator Genesis was fucking garbage. I didn't see that. It's like Darius. You don't actually remember how bad it is until you actually remember it. <laughs> well, it's, my favorite thing is, like, there were two bad Terminator movies before, but each one is progressively worse than the previous. Mm-hmm. Like, Genesis is, like, the pinnacle of Shit Mountain. <laughs> is it really worse than Salvation? Because Salvation was fucking awful. You know what? Salvation was a bad movie. Genesis is a bad time travel movie, which is a completely separate thing. <laughs> That's oh, true. There's a dividing line. Shadowloo, did you name yours? It was Jurassic World. Gotcha. Fuck Jurassic World. Well, that's that's disappointing. Um, <laughs> you aren't the first people to say that. Um, <clears throat> mine would be, out of the ones I've seen this year, which weren't many... Um, I'd say I'd say Age of Ultron based on my own disappointments with that movie. I think I've covered it as well in a previous episode. Basically, just being disappointed with how Ultron was handled himself and it being a lot of action porn. I felt like and a lot of CGI porn, but uh, which I know is funny based on Mad Max being pure action. But I guess there's a difference to me between. Mad Max's was handled so well, whereas I felt like Avengers just wasn't. I don't know. That's how I, I felt. It just well, didn't. Um, Mad Max is an action movie by a good director. Age of Ultron is an action movie by a guy who only rolls natural 20s and natural 1s on the die. <laughs> gotcha. All right. What? Um, that's a it's a, a D&D. 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 Oh, okay, gotcha. So basically either fails or he succeeds. Yeah, everything Joss Whedon does is either the best or the worst. Right. Like he has no fucking middle ground. Right. And it's all like a wide swing, fifty percent down yeah. the line. When you roll a twenty and a D on a die in D and D, you like you usually automatically succeed. When you roll a one, you automatically fail. That's what he's implying. Um, well, I have a long history of people asking me to play D and D and me saying no. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that'll probably continue. <laughs> um probably so yes it was disappointing i still thought it was a decent film i i'd I'd give it like a 7.5 or 8 or something it was still decent it's not like i hated it but out of all the ones i've seen it was easily the most disappointing um but yes uh is there anything else we wanted to discuss over the year media wise or just in general throughout the year as we are will be debuting a new year and a new nethercast We'll be debuting a new year. <laughs> yes, we will wait to unveil it. You all right be patient. Here tomorrow we're gonna, night. We're going to roll out 2016 right here. <laughs> Let's do it. Live stream. Nobody, nobody can, nobody can like, change their calendar page until we say so. We're in charge. Right. <laughs> I guess you could say a ball will come down. You could. Or, you know what? If we show two. up late, then it's uh, December 32nd. <laughs> that's oh, that's going to work. Is there... Okay, that's that's the next thing to kind of cover is what in 2016 game-wise is everyone looking forward to? Is there any game that anybody's looking forward to? We'll Five. start with Shadowloo. Street Fighter V. Street Fighter V. Okay, Temp. Doom. Doom? Okay. I mean, that's also true. Course, that's also true. Doom, Doom as well. Definitely also Doom. Razor? I guess SF5. I mean, the thing I'm most looking forward to in games is not coming out next year, and that's the FF7 remake, so. Right. 
I can't think of a single damn one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should play Street Fighter Five. I, I I'm sure I'll get Street Fighter Five just to play with everyone else. It's not like I don't like Street Fighter. It's just harder for me. It's for me, fighting games pretty much go Mortal Kombat's on its own like pedestal, and then it goes Soul Calibur, Street Fighter, about even, and then I liked Bloody Roar back in the day, and Tekken. Tekken's probably equal to those, and then um, yeah, and then well, Killer Instinct. I could just I'd never get into. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, first of all, Clay like Fighter. if they Soul Calibur <laughs> Six, right? Like, oh yeah, Marvel Fighters on the Horizon as well, but. Dude, like, I love Soul Calibur. I love to throw down in Soul Calibur, but I'm really glad you mentioned that. Someone in the YouTube comments had some questions for us. They want to know what we thought about that. Um, one thing, that, I'm trying to pull it up right now, but they wanted us to, they wanted to know what we thought of, like, um, Akuma being in Tekken. And I have a lot to say about that, actually. Do you guys want to go first? Well, let's, um, let's well, cover that. Let's, let's... I actually want to finish the... Um what we're looking forward to list. Right, right. Let's do that yes, after, I so just wanna, keep it yeah, in mind. I'll give you time to look it up. It's not a game, but I am really looking forward to Killer Instinct Season 3, just to see what content is in it. Ah, uh, gotcha. I'm looking forward to actually finally breaking my vow of chastity on that game once the whole thing's put together. I really can't wait to tear into that thing three years late and get my ass handed to me by everyone <laughs> and everything. <laughs> yeah. It game, has a steep learning curve. Game-wise, it's interesting, because I can't think of... Usually there's certain games that like every year has at least one or two that I'm super looking forward to. And I'm sure I'm just spacing on something. Maybe Gears of War 4, if that's coming out. I I don't know. I haven't been following it at all. I'm sure I'll get excited for that if that's a thing. But other than that, no, I can't think of a single damn one. There's no like all the big games that I usually look forward to and follow came out this year. Halo, Mortal Kombat and um Arkham Knight. So, I mean, I can't think of a single big franchise that I follow that's coming out next year, so not really a whole lot going on for me. I'll agree with Killer Instinct, though. Um, that game is has turned out brilliant. Um, I mean, it's, I'm not too wild about the two guest characters, but, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever, right? That's... I'm so done talking about guest characters, which is ironic because I'm just about to talk about a guest character in a few minutes here. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so done, but I've got a lies. lot to say. Yeah, I have a lot to say. <laughs> well, but I'm done, though. Is he a guest character if he's apparently canon? Yeah, he's super fucking canon, apparently. Um, do you want to turn into that guy? Well, one, one about more it? thing, since yes, we're kinda, sure. we cover the movie thing, so let's all talk about our most uh, look-forward movie of 2016. Oh, shit. So, Razor, you go first. Uh, Well, they just released some uh, photos of Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange, and he looks really spot on. Like, I'm really excited for Does that. Does that come out? Does that come out 2016? I think that November comes out 2016. Uh, this summer. Damn. It's going to be a fucking big year for comic it's book movies. still a long ways also, away, though. I am, I am holding out a lot of hope for Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Ha, <laughs> ha. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm, hey. Maybe a no, I'm in Shadow's camp. I uh, think it's gonna be a, yeah. at the very least. Just the don't prejudge it, right? So don't prejudge it. Go in with an open mind. Doomsday like looks Doom. like shit. The entire movie yeah, is, looks like oh, Doomsday. No. He's just missing. He looks the, like a rubber tire farted. He needs a beard. <laughs> well, he needs he's, a beard. he's missing the ponytail. Just keep, and hey, the ponytail, troll from Lord of the Rings. Keep an open mind. 
I've seen the entire movie in the trailer. No, already. hey, <laughs> like stop Luther that. Like no, calm down. Turn on the goddamn Justice League. Concert. All right, you're get you're on timeout. <laughs> Look, it's fine. Think about what you've done. It's fine to not like it, but at least give it a chance when it comes out. That's all I ask. Don't it's got go, my ten dollars. Don't, don't go into it. Well, I'm sure it has your ten dollars. Just don't give it your ten dollars, just so you can reaffirm your hate for it. When you <laughs> I feel like that's where we're at right now. Is you know what? Sit down with a frown and don't. <laughs> you are talking to someone who has paid money for four separate Michael Bay's Transformers movies. Oh I God. know a little bit about giving money in exchange for hoping and praying and fought to find something worthy right, of hey, good I and virtue do. and decency and I already know I'm not going to find it in this movie. Whoa, this stuff there's going to be positives. This, Everything has some silver linings. Yes, I'm sure we're going to look forward to some explicit understanding of the character from the same director under whose pen. <laughs> what the hell is happening right and now? I, I had a me, smile on my face when I was watching Transformers 4 because... I was playing a little game with myself where I counted how many times an American flag was in the frame. <laughs> I, I, I was playing times. kind of a game. What about Ninja Turtles 2? Similar game there. And I was thinking to myself, actually, what strychnine poisoning? How much fun it would be if I were dead at that particular moment? I do want to sort of <laughs> give a shout out to Turtles 2 for looking like it's actually going to be a Turtles movie. Looks that actually, yes. Yeah, so it doesn't really look as that. bad. Yeah. It's... I wish it's, it's like they're taking I all those fucking lessons. Amel was wearing a, a wig. Casey Jones should not have short hair. Agree. It's the only thing. They look they, they look like they're trying to walk the walk with this one. See if they can talk the talk. The first uh, one was not quite as horribly bad as I thought it was gonna be, so I hope that'll continue that trend. Uh, I'm not looking forward to Turtles too. I don't I wasn't looking forward to the first one and I, I Yeah, I'm I in agreement like it, there. And I I think this new one looks it, even though they're listening and they're bringing back Casey Jones and Bebop and Rocksteady and Tyler Perry and they're doing all these things the fans want but it still looks too Michael Bay for me it looks so this is like the most when I saw the trailer I'm like this is the most Michael Bay thing I've ever seen it is dripping with Michael Bay um I don't know it's good great like sunsets and explosions really <laughs> it's a valid criticism when the like when the most recent trailer dropped and you see all the little ships flying over the city I'm like it, it, is this a scene from Transformers 3 what's going on here yeah it's a character the cinematography the is very very unmistakable oh yeah I do like I do like the whole uh Bebop, when he, uh, when Michelangelo's talking shit, he's like, oh, you got jokes? That was nice. I'm like, that, that reminds me of the cartoon quite a bit, but everything else was like, yeah. If it's good, great. Like, I'm, I, I'm not rooting against it like I am Batman versus Superman. Like, Whoa, that, just, come I'm on, joking. Man. I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, you shouldn't I, joke, Tim. You should just be honest. You wanted to fail as much as I do. What the hell is <laughs> happening here? I don't like this. I want no Weevil. part of it. Hugo weaving on me. I want no part of this. Bring Shadaloo back. The movie is going to fail. No. We need to have an open mind. It is inevitable. Zack Snyder is a disease. <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. the movie could be good, but that'll still. Can be I good. answer? Like, bad reviews. Ring, 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 ring. I'm gonna pick it up, and we're gonna exit out of the Matrix now. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about other movies we got here. We got Suicide Squad. Is everybody hating on that too? Just go ahead. Yeah, yeah, 
Uh, looks kind of shitty. I'll see. The only problem I have with it, honestly, is the fact that in the trailer he's like with a Suicide Squad, but uh, <laughs> the just, movie itself looks like okay. I like the visual aesthetic, and that's it's I sort of see... a petty thing to complain about, but it just prison tattoos. The movie, yeah, no, I understand. Pretty I get that, much, yeah. I really that's have a mean, nitpick. It, it, it looks like shit, but I do want to see Will Smith as Deadshot. That sounds like it's going to be amazing. And I like, think Margot I Robbie, like, why you'd looks make a movie about criminals? Dirty and grungy. It's just not what I want. And Leto looks good as Joker. Like opinion. you said, Harley Quinn looks amazing. I like, think Harley Quinn looks fantastic. Yeah, and I think Jared Leto looks, looks good as Joker too. Nah, it's like modern Harley, but she's not my Harley. You know what I mean? No, I think Jared Leto looks like a bunch of prison tattoos gained sentience and died of hair green. That's fine, but he still <laughs> looks... He, he looked and sounded like the Joker in that yeah, scene, look, in my opinion. In my that's opinion. the crux in my opinion. Not the way he sounded was no, good. I thought it was a good bout. What's up, Shadow? I don't know. That's the thing. Look and sound do different, t- entirely it's, different yeah. things. He, he sounds the part, he just doesn't look it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't care, except that this is supposedly canon with Batman versus Superman. And I just, I don't really buy that this Joker, who looks different from the comics, fights Ben Affleck Batman, who looks like he came out of the comics. Does that make sense? Mm. Well, they Maybe. fight in the movie somewhat, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Well, before we talk about movies we are actually looking forward to, I do want to say, I, I do want Batman vs. Superman to be good. I, I, I actually I really want them both to be good. Suicide Squad <laughs> needs to be good, otherwise DC is going to... Fucking tuck their dick between their legs again. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck <laughs> well, not necessarily. They might just Goodbye, get less experimental. Like we still got Wonder Woman coming out. True. No matter what they do. Yeah, they're they're already they're yeah they're already set in stone. All the other movies. It's just Suicide Squad is their Guardians of the Galaxy, and if they pull it off, which if they do pull off Suicide Squad, they're going to be a lot more willing to throw out like a Doctor Fate or stuff like that because we need their B and C list heroes that actually have some good potential on film, but they they're too damn scared. They're too scared. They're just now getting around in two thousand fucking fifteen to two thousand twenty to get their other A list superheroes on screen. Yeah. We need Suicide Squad to fucking succeed, otherwise they're going to sit there and take two steps back again. But they have eight years of catching up to do. I mean, they do. it's hard. And they're trying to force it all in one. But Yeah, I think that's... Let's hope that's it really works. That's really the mistake. Yeah, like if I agree. Just... just took their time more. I don't um, know. Another movie, Captain America Civil War. Looking amazing. Mm, yeah, Civil War. I think, yeah, trailer looks good. Uh, Captain America, as people know by now, is my favorite uh, Marvel hero of the Avengers side anyways. And yeah. yeah, and I love his movies. His movies are my favorites of the individual films. His first and second one, second one even more so, was really good. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I just hope they don't try and flip flop the storyline too much to where uh, Tony looks like this amazing godsend and uh, Captain America looks like a fucking dick. But I- I'm fine I with them looking even keel. They just need to balance it out. Yeah, they, that's fine. Much to be better than the comic it's based on. Yeah, sure, and I'm cool with that. If it's fifty-fifty, and it's it's more so fifty-fifty than the comic, I'm completely fine with that. I just don't want this 
you know, Robert Downey Jr., fucking Tony Stark, fucking Iron Man love to get all up in my peanut butter, if you know what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think that'll be a problem. The The trailer looks very 50-50, and I mean, the, the original comic was very much Cap is right and the other side's evil. Right. Well, they're both motivated the by be. good things, you know? <laughs> <Just kidding>. like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just... They're both motivated by something very sincere and something ultimately right. good. Tony Stark is motivated by an anxiety that the world's going to fall into chaos. You sure. know, it's a, it's a genuine motivation. Captain America is motivated by his friendship with a Winter Soldier uh, who has been through hell and he doesn't want to see him get hurt again. I mean, they're both very good things to fight for and they're conflicting. I think it's a great setup. Sure. Uh, what other movies we got? Doctor Strange, definitely. It... Yes. That is my favorite comic book character of all time. And I, I, I 80% agree with Razor. I 80% agree. I think the collar needs work, but everything else looks fantastic. <laughs> I just levels. took a look at it while we were discussing <laughs> it just before, and I'm suitably impressed. He looks the part. He looks a good. A little more yeah, beard. He he, yeah, his facial hair is a little lacking, but yeah, it does look good. He does look the part, and I am oh, looking absolutely. forward to that for sure. The first one, actually, the mo- the soonest one to come up is Deadpool in February. Oh, God, yes. It's going to be so good. Mm, I'm Deadpool. not as crazy about it as other people are. This is a lot of people's, like, most favorite, like, most excited that they are for I'm any not, of the movies. Well, but... he's, I'm not going to say most, but I can't deny that they really seem to finally hearken to this right. sort of character. They did, it does look like they nailed the character, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to see it. It's just... I don't know if I'm just on like Deadpool fatigue. Yeah, Deadpool, Deadpool has is a been very... so shoved. Like he's just gotten the limelight in the last like it seems he's like the very last flavor eight of the years. month right now. That's true, but yeah, it's like the last eight years. It's just been Deadpool, 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 been... Deadpool, Deadpool. Deadpool I've like, been tuning fine. it out a little bit. I haven't even played the game actually. I really wanted to do. Yeah, I didn't play that. I either, feel. But, yeah. I don't know. I feel a lot of that way about Harley Quinn on the DC side. Yeah, I could. I've see never that. really liked her as a character that much. I like Harley. She's not my favorite. Like, I like her in the context of Joker having this henchman girl who he's got this abusive relationship with, but them trying to push her as, like, a a main character, an A-lister, and, you know, just the the sheer number of girls who cosplay her at conventions, it makes me uncomfortable, actually. They're very, actually, you can draw a lot of similarities between Harley and Deadpool in that way, yeah, because they both have a ton of cosplay, both grew, like, blew up in popularity, they were eventually, initially like a B or C list type of character. I guess Harley was kind of, I mean, she's just a Batman villain, so whatever that well, makes she, her. But... In, in fairness, she's had a, a really, really good comic series under her name. She's apparently got another good one right now, although I haven't read it yet. So she's got the background to back it up. I'll say that much. I've heard Deadpool's output has been middling to good. So yeah, movie looks good, though. Well, I think um, the thing that excites me most about Deadpool is just that it's it's a Fox X-Men movie that actually looks like a fucking comic book. Yeah, that's true. Colossus uh, looks great in Deadpool. <laughs> despite myself, I'm actually looking forward to Apocalypse. I am. Oh, that's another one. Jesus, we're getting mm-hmm. spoiled with comic book movies this year. Yeah, yeah, Holy crap, cool. we're getting like eight of them. <laughs> I'm super on the fence with both Deadpool and Apocalypse. Apocalypse does look a lot better in the trailer. He looked like shit in the promo photos, but... He, he does like really a Stargate character. Well, he looked purple well, in, the, in the lighting in the photos, and unfinished yeah. CGI. Yeah, that's true. In those photos, I'm I'm really huge about like the '80s X Factor comics where he first showed up. Those some of my favorite X Men material of all time for some strange reason. I don't know why. I'm excited for Nightcrawler I, and Storm with a Mohawk. 
Yes. Apocalypse, because of... And Cyclops, hopefully done well. He was so epic in the 90s cartoon. He's sort of like, when you do X-Men, he's sort of the um, the high bar. It, you know, it's like the hard one, the hardest one to meet is sort of getting him right, making him as intimidating right. as he was in that show. Because even the comics, like, never really reach that peak. He's he's basically a jobber in the comics. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for that. I, I just, I really that. want I love that. No. Days of Future Past. Quite a, I am yeah, the rocks so. of the eternal shore. Crash against me and be broken. Moment. <laughs> I am as far beyond mutant as you are beyond them. Did anybody see Fantastic Four? Speaking of no, Marvel I stuff, I actually did. How was that not your most disappointing movie of 2015? Because I expected it. <laughs> oh, you expected it. That's true. I, I never mean, saw it. You can't it. be disappointed if I you don't think it's going to be good. didn't even give him my money because I was like, screw Like that. I saw it out of morbid curiosity to see how bad it actually Just was. Just go to Marvel. That's your expectations couldn't even be destroyed. Yeah, honestly, it, it actually wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. It was still bad, but it wasn't like the worst well, when you know it's like absolute shit going into yeah. it, you're 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 gonna be expecting the it's absolute just, worst. The the problem with it is the first I would say ninety percent of the film is you know it's just sort of a Cronenberg homage, and then all of a sudden the in the final ten percent it becomes a superhero movie, and it's like where did this come from? Right, like it just feels like there were reshoots that didn't belong. That's what I've heard is that. Or there was a wig. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other movies are coming out? I think we covered a lot of them, and there's we're in for really a lot optimistic of optimistic for stuff. Apocalypse. I don't know if it I looks am. good. I I'm, Psylocke looks good. Psylocke, oh, Psylocke is another dream. One. Oh my right. god, she looks good. Yeah, Psylocke's a favorite I'm a little, character. I'm a little worried her. about too many people showing up for the movie's own good, but they've managed before. We'll see. I'm I'm the thing that has me like sort of wary is just the focus on jennifer lawrence as mystique because she's you know the big actress right yeah, now that looks she awesome. is, she's time. the wolverine of the first yeah she's class the new series. wolverine which yeah. is a shame because this one doesn't have hugh jackman in it it would be nice to have equal we could finally get you know wait hugh jackman's not in apocalypse he might do well, like a cameo or something so far yeah, he's he gonna at least do a cameo. cameo he'll probably do a cameo like first class oh, he'll probably like set up man. old man I've heard that they're going to look at Old Man Logan next for the next Wolverine film. Yeah, so, the last Wolverine, so they'll probably set yeah. that up. Uh, I, this movie just gets worse and worse the more what? I look at it and hear about it. Like, you, you, you want Wolverine in there? Well, no, this, of course this I want Wolverine. We've movies. had Wolverine enough. Oh, <laughs> but Mystique is not a good substitute, guys. But, like, Mystique is not no. a lead. But it's at least not Wolverine. <laughs> I, the I, reason... I just want Cyclops to be the leader, man. Is yeah, that so? Cool? I agree with you. He's not going to be, bro. He is not going to be the leader. No, I know. I promise. Real, real talk, guys. Wolverine is the main character in every X Men film because Hugh Jackman gives by far the best performance. That's just the way. No, it No, that's turns true. Out. Like I'm not. I don't have a problem with actually the Wolverine focus in the other movies. I just. I wish that it didn't also come with shitting on Cyclops all the fucking time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you get the guy from Enchanted to play Cyclops. It's not... Yeah. Well, technically, Enchanted was later, but still, though. I mean, gosh, it, I'm sorry, but most of the X-Men performances outside of Alan Cummings, Hugh Jackman, and Patrick Stewart... Uh, I'm, Ian, Ian McKellen, I'm kind of halfway on. He is a good actor. He gives a good performance. But he's so old, 
It's distracting. Well, um, that's, his oldness. That's sort of the complicated thing about Magneto as a character. Because he had to be a kid in the Holocaust, he's got to be super fucking old. Which, you know, he's he's this strong, virile guy in the comics because he keeps getting de-aged. Charles? You can't really put that in a movie. It's silly. Well, when he, like, crosses his leg and legs what was that? And I don't know, Charles. <laughs> Charles. We all the future, we Charles, all the future not Charles, not them. <laughs> they no longer matter. No, Charles no, laying in the Charles. sand. We're doing it Charles, right here. No. Charles laying in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he, he's a great actor. I love him to death as Gandalf. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, Foss guys. Bender's fucking good. Yeah, no, he's Bassin fantastic. Bender, well, I, really Bender. Liked, I think I that's, did. <laughs> that's the oh, thing wow. I like most about. Days of Future Past and First Class is I actually really like um, the the younger Xavier and Magneto. Like honestly, Xavier and Magneto are my favorite X Men characters. They're really good, and yeah, I I like First Class and the, Days of Future Past over all the other ones, in my opinion. I've had um, disagreements with my girlfriend about just that subject. I rather like the younger performances myself. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Is the newer X Men movies, in my opinion, are better than the I other. I think ones. I think that McAvoy makes a good young Xavier. Yeah, he's really really good. Both of them. Are I really also good. think the previous X Men movies aged really badly. I, I think they X Two especially I think aged terribly, which yeah. is funny because Alan Cummings There's is my no favorite part of anything in X Men. What's up? Like you can you can see the sort of evolution of the comic book movie from Spawn to Blade to the first couple X Men. And then Spider-Man is the first uh, superhero movie that really is a superhero movie that actually gets it and doesn't try to hide from it. You can see a literal evolution of mm -hmm. Striker throughout all the X-Men movies, which is it's going to be confusing as fuck to later generations. Like, Striker has literally been played by three different actors at this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Brian Singer, he, he just, there's so much waste whenever he, he directs a comic book story. He just, he wastes characters so badly, like Lady Deathstrike, uh, Agent, whatever the fuck his name is, Sabretooth. I mean, just so much waste. It's horrible. Yeah. He'll well, be he back. Correct next month. Well, what's that? Go on. He'll be back. I can't blame him for Sabretooth, though. Sabretooth wasn't his fault. I don't even know who the director of X-Men Origins was. Who cares? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> that movie's not canon. <laughs> yeah, nothing. thankfully, nothing's... That's the best. I actually really like Eight Days of Future Past, but yeah. Days of Future Past was really good, yeah. I thought it was great. That's probably my favorite out of See, the that, bunch. That's sort of why I'm looking forward to Apocalypse more than, like... Why I'm cautiously optimistic right, about right. it is because Days of Future Past was good. Yeah, I mean, it's the same director, same probably writing team, same characters. One thing I like to call the third phase of the X-Men films right now. It's a rebirth of sorts. I kind of fix everything that the second phase screwed up royally. Well, Days of Future Past is precisely why they can't reduce Wolverine to a cameo. This is when he matters the most, in my opinion is when everyone's new, and he's been through the fucking gauntlet. Like, that's when he really needs to be there. So... Well, again, like, this... Apocalypse is set during the 80s, so he might actually be in the Weapon X project right now. Sure, there's a reason for it. Uh, that, they that do find just... him at the end of the film. Yeah, like... 
I mean, he was... If you think about it, all throughout Days of Future Past, he was possessed by his future self, so he's already kind of knocked out and has no idea what he was through. I don't know. Maybe, like, because Wolverine knows what transpired with the Weapon X, maybe Xavier can just give him, like, a streamlined version. It'll be like a dentist appointment, and they just <laughs> give him metal claws, well, and he's good to go. At the, end, at the end of Days of Future Past, he was sort of dumped in the river and dragged out by Stryker, but Stryker was Mystique in disguise. Yeah, I don't even know. So I, I never really knew what to from that. Yeah, no one knows. No one, no one knew how to interpret that scene. Uh, is there any other movies, guys? Anything else we haven't covered? No, that's pretty much all of them for 2016, I believe. And well, I'm not a World of Warcraft fan, so I'm not looking to, forward to that. I know nothing about World of yeah, Warcraft. I, I only played I, the I first some... two, so... I have a couple World of Warcraft fans who think the Warcraft movie's going to look good just because it looks like it's, you know, accurate to the lore. And I'm honestly, like, I don't care about Warcraft, so I'm not, like, excited for the movie, but I'm really interested to see how it performs because video game movies desperately need something to, you know, break the mold and get... They need an Iron Man. Yeah, the, or a, a Maybe spider. Maybe it'll be Assassin's Creed. Something... I don't know if Assassin's Creed will be the one to do it. But it's got Michael Fossendender. I really want, you know, them to get their age that, you know, comic book movies have right now where they actually make them like the source material where, you know, the costumes are right and they don't fuck up the lore so hard. Well, if everyone's got their Listen. points out, we got to talk about Tekken 7 and Akuma. <laughs> so that's still on the list. Well, what's up, Shadaloo? Go on. Wasn't even worth it. They were making a Warcraft movie. <laughs> anyway. It doesn't look um, I will get my thoughts out so, real quick. Uh, obvious, no obvious, obvious joke. So I guess this is Tekken Cross Street Fighter now? <laughs> that game Okay, obvious happened. joke's been made. It's starting to look like Tekken Cross Street Fighter was canon. Um, sounds like that game was canceled because did that the game well, ever no, come it's out? It's still SF in development. Once a year, they tell us it's in development, just so we know it's in development. Allegedly, well, Tekken Cross Street Fighter will be the next game after Tekken Seven. Okay, that was like exactly. seven years ago when they announced that. But well, I, just... I think I think they waited so long because SF Cross Tekken was not such good. a failure. <laughs> yeah, a failure. That, a pathetic that's failure. That'll work. Uh, they wanted to, you know, wait until, like, <laughs> the uh, stigma had sort of, like, the stink was off the corpse. <laughs> they seem to understand that it wasn't so much the concept that was the problem, so much the unsavory business practices of Capcom at the time. But, um, I honestly can't say I care. I saw it, I was like, okay, if that's what they want to do. Baffled that they made Akuma part of Tekken lore now, apparently. But again, I haven't played a Tekken game since 4, and that's probably not going to change. I'm over I will it. say, it could be, like, maybe they just gave him a story trailer for funsies, you know? Like, Hihachi, Link, and Spawn have bios in Soul Calibur 2. That doesn't mean they were really there. Uh, we'll see. Seems to be pretty in-depth about, I don't know, his wife having made a pact with Akuma or something. Seems pretty serious biz. I don't know. I fucking yeah, hate we'll it. See. I I don't know. I I think my main, my secondary 
and my tertiary character are not in fucking Tekken. So obviously I'm not happy about it. It's like, I, I enjoy Tekken. I'm terrible at it, but I've always wanted to change that. But right now I don't have a main or a secondary character in the game. And that's incredibly frustrating. But, you know, I, I never got into the Tekken tournament scene. Um, we don't really have a lot of Tekken players here in San Antonio. We have some, but they're more they're more OGs who just aren't terribly into the... I mean, it's Houston, Atlanta, and I would even say SoCal in the Northeast are probably the stronger areas for Tekken. Probably even Chicago, I imagine, somewhere up there, I would guess. But I, I don't... Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, t- I'm so fucking tired of guest characters. I'm just so sick of it. I, I like Tekken. Give me Tekken characters. And Anna, Anna Williams is not even in the game. How is Anna Williams on the game before Akuma? Like, I... I don't know. I'm just... I guess that's why I can't care. I'm numb now. I'm used to this shit. Uh, see, with Tekken 6, I was finally starting to get into it again. You know, I was, I was going back to Tekken. I wanted to play it competitively, but... Fortunately, that Tekken Tag Tournament 2 just came out at a really bad, bad time. Um, Smash but there Bros. Were... <clears throat> I don't know. For me, like, I've Smash I've never Bros. been a big Tekken guy. I love like... Smash Bros. I know, I forgot to mention that in my fighting game hierarchy. <laughs> Smash Bros. is up there with MK. Yeah, it's yeah, good. If it, if it hadn't come out in 2014, I probably would have said Smash Bros. Because that's what I've played most this year. That's good. I have yet to play it. That's good. And I'm probably not going to play it, to be honest with you. Cloud, Cloud is really, really good. Like, I'm, I'm very happy with that inclusion. Anyways, carry on with your... Let's see. I, I'm trying to read this. So Tekken Seven and Akuma was his first question. This is from a uh, CJ Kid twelve thirty one. And let's see. Um, there's some rumors here. One rumors we're getting more DLC after Alien and Leatherface, which I always had a feeling was true. I always thought that was very possible. I think they want to do the Street Fighter Five thing where they're turning MK into a platform. I hope it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want more DLC. <laughs> Screw it. Burn it. Depends on what it is. Like, if they shit the bed a third time, that's that's saying something. Also, and Razor's not going to like this, but there's rumors we may get rain. And this is from a website that I think Vogel gave a stamp of approval to. I think Razor ago. wanted rain. I was the one. That no, I, didn't want him. Yeah, I think the cyborg is the oh, one. Oh yeah, my bad. Cyborg. Cyborg. Razor, Cyborg, it's all metal, guys. Wasted. All... <laughs> wasted. That's... Sounds like damage control to me. Sounds like a wasted spot that should have been on the initial roster, and once again, he's DLC, which does nothing for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, but one thing I want to get across is we really... That's about the only... Like, if he's meant to be an apology, then they kind of have to. If they do free DLC, it should be Fujin. Fuck Rain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I look forward to playing him on my game edition that I get from my local street vendor for ten dollars third hand. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't see a goddamn money from me. Cause that's I'm, true. That's a good you, idea. That, that's it. I'm, I'm I'm not giving them my my money after this shit. I should sell my PS4 Finish. copy and then <laughs> plan for the complete edition. <laughs> well, I mean, we I have... honestly don't think I'm probably going to go back to MKX until their Game of the Year edition is out. We have talked about voting with your dollars, and the complete boycott is certainly one way you can go about it, especially if you've lost interest in the game anyway. 
But for me, like, I would just, if they put out Fujin, I would want to give money to that just to let them know, yes, this is what you should be fucking doing. Right, right. That uh, makes sense. I guess I might make an exception if they did that, but I just don't see it happening. That's the problem with all this. I have not lost interest in the game. They just made the online so bad I can't play it. And because I work till midnight, I can't, I can't go to the San Antonio guys except for Tuesday and Wednesday. And that's assuming I'm not recording. And I want to. I mean, there's going to be anyone there, and they don't like the game. The San Antonio guys can't stand the game, so they don't want to play it. So I want to play it. Possible. I want to play it, but I'm angry at it, and none of like, you guys are playing it anymore. And I hate. Baby, people. why you make me hurt you? you? People <laughs> suck. People are awful. I, I just I've lost two. I don't have the energy to hate anymore. I'm I'm just out. I'm just drained. I've I'm just so indifferent. But I like Sub Zero. I'd like to play him competitively, but doesn't look like it can happen at this point. Not unless any big changes with either me or the game. I don't know. For me, it's like I you know I'm not gonna get excited, but I don't give a shit about five dollars. <laughs> I do. I haven't had a job forever. <laughs> you, should a, you should give a shit about five dollars. It's more than tree fitty. Be like, Way damn it, Loch Ness Monster ain't giving you no goddamn tree fitty. <laughs> giving you no five dollars, Netherrealm Studio. <laughs> but I guess what I want to get across more than anything is we do appreciate your questions, guys. We really do. Um, we we don't. It's hard to get an organized way of answering questions because we have so many avenues with MKO, with YouTube, with no, Facebook. Just do it through the Facebook group. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the only place. Like, they... it's not that the other forums don't matter. It's just way too hard to manage, and it's so much easier if you just go to Facebook, look for the group, not the page. So it's going to be a closed group. Sign up to apply, or just uh, ask to apply. I will accept you if you hear this. I don't, you don't need to tell me who you are. If you're listening to this, and I know, then I'll instantly know you actually listen to us. I just don't want it spammed with a bunch of random fucking people that don't actually listen to our shit. So it's going to be the people that actually communicate with us. We got 50 members in there right now. We get people post on it every single day. So if you want to reach us, that's the best way to do it. Is just Facebook group it, and. Eventually, maybe we'll do like a question thread or something like that each week. We're going to be changing up the format, and I'll kind of touch on that before we end this. But maybe we'll do something where we can get to those questions a little bit easier. Something like that. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, the Facebook group is, like, the most pleasant uh, online community I've probably ever been a part of. Ever. It's great. Like, we all get along, which is so weird to me, because... Usually because on message boards, it's always fucking arguing and dumb it's shit. Well, for one, because it's, it's the smart people from MKO, all of whom left. Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah, the, everybody who abandoned the sinking ship. It's the weeding out of all the crap, because one, it's an application process, so if there was ever any shit, they know they could be removed. Second of all, only the people that listen to us know about it, because we didn't advertise it on any of the forums or... Even on our own Facebook page, not the group. On our own page, I didn't advertise it because we have like 700 plus people on there. And not all, not every one of them listens to us every single week. So I didn't want to advertise it on there. And uh, C, it's just, it is literally the nice people that just want to communicate like the rest of us that left the other forums because of the bullshit or just... Yeah, I mean, it's like, like, it's not to say that we're like... I don't think we've never had to like ban or even scold anybody. No, so it's not like... like Running some kind of bug box or where we're booting people out when they give a shit. It's but... also most more personal since it is yeah, tied to your just... Facebook. It's not as anonymous, so people it's don't try and just, be dicks. No, there's a much. lot of 
decent conversation going on there. People are civil right. to each other, and they talk about, like, uh, they talk like adults yep. about, like, intelligent fucking shit. <laughs> exactly. I wish That's we had it. I wish we had it. With that some sort yeah. of acoustic show so, so if you're listening to this out there and you're not a member of the group yet, I want to, you know, encourage you to do that because that's the best way to reach us and if we ever have like guests on that's how we're going to be going about getting people on is through the facebook group it's just the easiest way to tell who actually listens to us who actually wants to communicate with us and those are the first people that i'm going to message on the facebook group hey if you want to come on and be a guest that's the first way to do it the best seriously you know, Join I really up. enjoy the it's level cool of discourse people. there. So, and I we think get nothing. We cool. get nothing from you being a part. <laughs> it sounds like a giant advertisement. No, no, <laughs> no, no, like, no. Join us on the dark it's side. A fucking it's Facebook cool group. It's yeah, not smart people. If you need if you need added incentive, I'll post nudes if you join. <laughs> he will do it. He has in the past. It's been a when we said we didn't have to scold anybody, we were excluding each other behind the scenes. <laughs> yes. I also didn't say who was nudes. Yes. Sure, <laughs> that's that's, a, that's true. One of you should be very worried right now. Anyways, <laughs> it's a private group too, so nobody on your Facebook page, like usually when you post to a group, everybody on your page can see it as, or like every one of your friends can see it and that kind of stuff. It's it's a closed group. It's a private group, so anything you post in there stays in there. It's a lot like Vegas. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. People people won't see your your threads on their wall. So. so yeah, it's it's private. So it's it's pretty much like a forum. It's just a lot more personable and a lot easier to communicate. So, much nicer, much nicer. For I sure. just, I just wanted to show for that a little because, I just, it's just so nice to be a part of a forum where people aren't assholes to each other. Right. It is nice. So weird for me. <laughs> Anyways, um, anything else we needed to cover? I think that covers it. Okay. Change up to how we're going to do this. Uh, this is kind of in brainstorming phase, but hopefully we'll be able to kick it off starting next week. Is kind of thought uh, we'd switch it up to basically where the Nethercast is going to be happening less often. We haven't nailed down exactly the scheduling or how often we want to do things, but basically once a week we want to have a show for everyone, and we're going to break it up so that way... Two people will do a show normally, and then we'll all come together for like the big show, maybe once a month or however often we decide to do it. If we want to do it a little less often, I don't know. We'll figure we'll figure something out. But we're gonna do the Lost. It'll be Razor and Shadowloo like it was the first two episodes. But now that'll turn into more whatever Razor and Shadowloo want to talk about or discuss. It could be anything, whatever. That'll be their show to kind of discuss and talk about things, and then. Temp and I will take the graveyard shift and we'll kind of do that. And then obviously we'll have the warrior shrine and stuff like that. And then we'll have the nethercast where we all come on and still communicate with each other and talk, you know, shoot the shit and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what we're hoping to do. So that way we'll do it weekly. So you guys kind of have more content to listen to. And hopefully the one-on-one -on -one conversation will be lend itself to covering more stuff, be able to answer your questions more in depthly because when you, when you only have two people having to answer something, instead of getting all four people's opinions, it's going to go smoother for both shows. And it'll basically be splitting our show in half. So you'll have just the same amount of con. Well, you'll have more content in that regard, but it'll make things an easier listen, hopefully for everybody and easier to manage on our end. And then we'll come together for the big show. So it's kind of what we're hoping to do. Yeah. And uh, see how it turns out. If it, if it sucks, then we'll go back to how it is. 
If it's good, then we'll keep rolling with it and then kind of go from there. And then guest-wise, that'll make it easier for to get guests on because having a guest on when there's four of us, that's just like, it's already hard enough for us all four to talk evenly. It's We're always stepping over each other and stuff like that. So it's tough to get a guest on because they're just kind of, they're, they're just another fish in the fucking small little bowl. Whereas if we have two people and then you bring on a guest, so much easier to manage. So hopefully that will uh, entice that to happen more often because I know a lot of people have been asking about that happening. So hopefully you guys dig it. You'll get everyone's opinion still and we'll have some fun little conversations. So that's that. We'll see how that turns out and hopefully that'll start off in 2016. So anyways, on that note, join the Facebook group and... Everyone have a safe New Year's Eve. Don't drive drunk and all that kind of goodness. Call a cab. And don't drive drunk, but drink. <laughs> do whatever you want. I don't care. Or drive. <laughs> just, I, not just be safe about whatever the hell you choose to do. And for your sake and other people's and then sake. passing out. <laughs> be with friends. If, if you have no friends, make friends. Be with friends, family. Fictional characters. Do, play be. games online. Have, Inanimate objects. Have a good one. And uh, yeah, there's that. Eat some food. Um, anyways. <laughs> Definitely do that. Yeah, <laughs> see you guys yeah. in 2016. So the next time you will hear from us, it'll be the, it'll be the next year. So uh, have a good one. Take it easy, folks. Until next time. Stay safe, people. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Must. Friendship. Friendship. Again?